crisp, clear, good. <clears throat> From the diaphragm. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Awesome, man. Yeah. Okay, so tell me a little bit about this. Uh, so the this, whiskey. I'm this excited is to see what the heck that is. Cabot Trill Canadian Maple Whiskey. Ooh, show the camera. Well, uh, I guess I yeah, that there. there. That's, that's pretty crazy. So this was introduced really nice. to my team and I after a terribly long move job. I mean, we were working till probably two in the morning, and we'd started however early that day. We usually start around eight or nine in the morning, so it was a long day. Well, this man travels to the border of Canada and New York to either purchase this in Canada or rarely but occasionally buy it in New York when it pops up from time to time. That's cool. Well, the trick with this whiskey here is uh, it is highly desired for those who know about it and highly inaccessible here in the USA. So I had to go to great lengths to have it delivered to me here in Las Vegas. I got the last four bottles that one single retailer had after I called dozens of liquor stores across the country, all of whom advertised that they had it in stock, but none of whom other than him actually did. Wow. So I had to find a total stranger in the city of greater New York to contract him to go to this liquor store procure the goods and uh, find a way to deliver it to me in Las Vegas. And here we are. Now I do owe a bit of an apology because it was my intention to open this live, but on my way here, on my way here, I got a call from a girlfriend of mine who has recently been operated upon very invasive surgery. And um, two weeks in the recovery, she said that she's okay to sip. And I delivered her dog food and busted this open. And Oh, that's... Yeah. Dude. Just a worthy cause. That's Yeah, that sounds like a great cause, actually. Yeah. But so. yeah, let's, let's, uh, let's try this baby. So, yeah. You got your ice cup right there, mine right there. Breaking it out. Now, for an experience... Break, breaking it out. Break it out. Break it out. Uh, you say when... And I'll feel... Oh, that's, that's perfect okay. for me. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a... Wow. That's, that, that's a wow. Well, the ice that's, cubes that's make good. it appear more yes, than sir. So, not quite half. Oh, wow. That smells incredible. This tastes like pure maple syrup with a holiday spice. Wow. Is it sweet? It's sweet. It's sweet, but... But enjoyable. All right. You know, Here, some cheers. things are too sweet. This isn't that. To health, wealth, and success, and the start of new things. Amen. And to our fellow Canadians. Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, whoa. That is, that is, wow. I almost feel like the ice adulterates it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the point of On the Rocks, is to kind of open up the flavor Okay. It, it kills that harshness of it okay. usually and then just opens up the flavor. Um, one of my favorite whiskeys is McKellen. Mm-hmm. And on their website, they actually tell you different ways of drinking it. Like you drink it neat, you drink it on the rocks, There's you mix it and mix drinks. But 
there's different reasons why you drink it in different ways. So like when you, and I actually usually like to drink on the rocks at first and then throughout the evening as I'm getting buzzed, I start to drink it neat. Okay. It doesn't matter anymore, you know, but I like the flavor in both different ways. Fascinating. And it's completely different. So, so like, these are deliberate choices uh, to explore the different facets of flavors. In fact, they have a way where you break it with water. Not huh? with ice, with water. Sounds like a violation. Yeah, exactly, but it's not. It's like it opens, it, it, it creates this different, you know, fragrant. It opens the fragrance of it and like hmm. it gets, it's Does it's this need to be unique? It's different. Distilled water? Non-chlorinated water? I honestly don't know. I've never done it that way. I've actually just done it with ice because I, lo- I like it with, with like on the rocks. Yeah. It's a few sips in and you're just like opening that flavor and then you're getting a nice buzz and then mm. you start drinking it neat because you don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> right. It, this, admittedly, is, this is delicious. I man. do enjoy just how sweet this is. Um, it's a little too sweet for me. Generally speaking. Yeah. But it's incredible flavor. So yeah. it's not like, you know, I'm not. Yeah. I, I recall you saying uh, a few days ago, is it too sweet? Is it very sweet? I think that was you. I could just be yeah, cause, uh, placing you in the stead of whomever that was. No, I, I think you're right. Because I thought about it. I mean, maple. So I figured, yeah, yeah. it might actually be on the sweeter side. But um have you had other maple whiskeys? I have not. I've been on a quest to find them just like this, where this is dangerously sweet, such that mm. one could drink easily until the bottle was gone. Right. It's not, it, because it doesn't feel harsh. Yeah, it's yeah, just it so smooth. It feels like you're drinking maple. Maple syrup. Yeah, me- so after trying multiple other maple whiskeys, I've constantly been disappointed because I was thirsting for this. Though had I not had that expectation for very sweet, I probably would have been delighted by the other maple whiskeys. Interesting. The only issue I have with sweet is the hangover. Oh. Yeah. Tell me more. Does sweet necessarily have a stronger impact? I don't know if this is actually scientifically true, but I've heard it many times, and I think I've experienced it myself also, is that when I've drank a lot of mixed drinks, I end up getting way worse, you know, hangover. Um, I'm thinking it's the sugar, and it creates, you know, some kind of, I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Oh. I have no idea. But I've heard this. I think somebody else was talking about this. I've heard it on another podcast where they were saying that, yeah, the more sugary it is, the more the hang- okay. the worse the hangover. Fascinating. But um, who knows? Oh. Who knows? Wine gives me crazy hangovers sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. it does, sometimes it doesn't. Red, white, or either? Red. Really? See, yeah. I'm the opposite. I take white wine. I tend to get a bit of a headache. And it, for mm. some reason, perturbs me. Red wine, not so much touching on the hangover aspect, at least doesn't leave me with that dolor de cabeza, the head pain. The head pain. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I know there's something in red wine. Resveratrol, resverba. Right. Something. I don't know what it is, but it there is something in the red wine that causes headaches. Mm. Um, oh. 
tannins. Uh, I honestly, I don't yeah. know. I'm not a not, no a, not a wine connoisseur at all. Right. Yeah. Now, is my voice coming to you clean, clear, or is it like muffly and... It's not muffly. Okay, good. <clears throat> How about mine? Perfect. Oh, it's perfect. Okay. It's great. My voice to me is kind of muffly, but I think it's just the way hmm. I'm setting up my audio over here. Perhaps. Uh, yeah, it's good. Hmm. So, um, yeah, how was your day? Gosh, what a day. It's been quite nice, actually. I'm excited, actually. Awesome. Yeah, I spent multiple hours in my office and while working away or trucking away as a furniture mover right um i was surprised when two guests appeared at my office door which is by default locked unless you have a code so hold that thought yeah tell everybody that doesn't know who you are who you are and what you do yeah well my name is tristan and uh i am the owner of seven brothers moving in and Las Vegas. In Las Vegas. Uh, I've got a brother who owns a Seven Brothers in Kansas and another who owns a Seven Brothers in Denver. We operate almost as a franchise in the sense that we're, we're kind of copycatting each other. We use the same logo, branding, but we operate independently. We're, um, no operation has anything to do with the other. Ultimately, we all make our own choices. But uh, yeah, here uh, in Las Vegas, I've been... Uh, operating my own moving company since 2002 when I was just 17 in high school. And I've usually operated within the uh, comfort of my own home in terms of business administration and then out on the field at a client's house. So I've never had a need of a formal office. I mean, how many people are going to want to drive to a moving company's office to hire them? True. Maybe that was a thing in the 80s, but now it's go to Google Maps or, hey, Siri, I need a mover. You dial dial a number and or click to call, actually. Right. And then there you are, having a conversation, and suddenly uh, a whole bunch of strangers that a client decided to trust show up to their home and handle their most personal possessions. Right, right. With that said, I'm there working, and uh, two people showed up at my office for the first time ever, like, that's cool. It, it was pretty cool. Like we just That's awesome. put a little map listing on Google Places and someone had oh, good, for good. movers. They were in the area and they wanted to come check us out. And, um, you know, I was a little nervous because I wasn't quite ready for guests. We're uh, rearranging our warehouse space. But either way, I invited them in. We had a lovely chat for 15 minutes. Uh, gentleman was from Cuba. Wife was from Venezuela. We got to dabble in English, dabble in Spanish, uh, have some get to know you. And I, I just felt so um, appreciative that someone took the time out of their day and their life to... S- I don't have a phone number for this contact. Who That's would awesome. you like to call? What? Am I the only one that heard that? No. Okay. Was it Siri? That, that was. She's a spy. You know that, right? Wow. Oh, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows that by now. Holy yeah. shiza. Maybe there's a way to turn off Siri. <laughs> Turning off Siri. That's crazy. What, what did you even say that she thought it was... What was it? They were calling her. Damn, it's creepy. Listen for Hey Siri, off. Okay, so so yeah, so that was nice. And it just made That's me awesome. want to do more, right? Be more ready for guests. Have my banner on the inside of the right, office. Right. Um, have more drinks and uh, snacks and accoutrements, things to offer to um, enhance the experience of a guest. Right. And... Um, Anyway, so that was nice. 
and then uh, just entering hundreds of data points into Excel spreadsheets. Uh, I had eight sheets going on, and uh, it's so exciting now to actually see how useful this data is in its distinct partitions so that I can search for information that is meaningful in the most effective way possible, or efficient, I should say. Right. So I can know instantly, like, I put in your name, for example, and I would know every job you've ever been on, or everyone you've ever worked with, if that's what I want to know, or every client you've ever worked for. It just the way that these data points intersect with each other through advanced databases like Access um, or Excel. Right. So, yeah, if we weren't here right now, I would be adding tens of hours more. Like, I just wouldn't wouldn't stop until I fell asleep, and then I'd wake up and keep on going. Yeah, I, that's... Couldn't we all? But it's a surprise, because so I've, I've never loved this part. I've dreaded the tedious it stuff. my whole right, right. career. Mm-hmm. And, and today, though, I got a different taste. That's I'm awesome. excited. That's great. These things, the tedious stuff has to happen, man. You got to get it out of the way. You know, once, once you get all that stuff organized and in the back, then it's such a maintenance is so much easier than actually creating all Mm -hmm. of that from scratch. I know it's so dreadful. I mean, I I haven't done that in my business now for a while and I am so disorganized right now. Um, and I'm trying to get myself back into you know, getting all the organization done. I think doing the taxes right now, since we're in tax season, is going to push me into yeah. getting up on that stuff again. But hmm. um, I usually like to do more of the creative stuff than deal with the stuff that's just like, yeah, you know what I mean? Totally. But who doesn't, right? It's like, okay. But it's awesome. So, um, yeah. What, what are you most excited about in your business right now? Taxes probably takes away most of the sense of excitement, but I'm sure there's yeah. something. Actually, doing the taxes for the business, honestly, are, doesn't bother me that much because it gives me an opportunity to look onto, you know, to look at the profit loss statements, like see how, how well we did or what's mm. going on, what are our expenses are. Usually I'm, I'm keeping a good eye on that stuff, but mm. sometimes, you know, that stuff... Uh, <laughs> It slips, you know, I used to do it every freaking week, look at it and see how much we're doing and all that stuff. But nowadays I just monitor it daily where I'm like, okay, we're at this rate of labor, this rate of, of food cost for the day. Um, food cost, I do it monthly. But anyway, it gives you a good good um, push to look back at the health of your business at okay. the end of the year. So, you know, for good or for worse, but. <laughs> does, that, does that cause you any stress or anxiety? Is oh, sure. Daily looking at the numbers, over oh, 1.1% less than yesterday. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. But I keep a perspective. I try to keep the perspective of don't worry about the day-to-day. I just look at it to make sure that our labor is not, you know, beyond what it should be okay. by a lot, you know, because it averages out after a week or so. Hmm. So sometimes you freak out by looking at it, and I, I know what you're asking, like because looking at it that you know closely at this kind of level of like day to day can throw you off because mm-hmm. you're like, oh my gosh, we did so much worse than than yesterday or the day before or last year's today, you know. Uh, but I keep a, I keep a you know I zoom out. 
okay. as I'd like to say. I always zoom out and I look at it in perspective and I say, okay, okay a day or two here and there is going to be weird and change. But the month at the end of the day, the month is what really matters. So, hmm. so today might be lower, tomorrow might be lower, three days from now might be higher. At the end of the month, how did we do? Yeah. You know, versus last year's month, same okay. month. So, yeah, but stress is a part of the fucking game, man. It is. Business is all stress. I'll say. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. <I> mean, <laughs> Cheers, <shit>. indeed. <laughs> you know how it is. One yeah. day you're, like, riding the high, and then the yeah. next you're like, what the fuck's going on? The and market is all weird. Directly corresponds to our financial success for that day. Seriously. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, I'll tell you what, lately we've been feeling the um, inflation. Hmm. We, we, I started to notice it end of January. Uh, beginning of January, we were doing... Okay, and for, for... No one knows us. I'm not going to say for those of you who don't know us. No one fucking knows us. This is the first <laughs> fucking time we do a podcast. So, yeah, for all of you out there who, who do listen... Um, well, as long as we're being real, for all, like, one of you or... Two of you, for all fifty of you. Who knows? I've got. We'll we'll find out. Zero. Well, we're definitely gonna find out. No one listening is a zero. You Here, let me let zero. me do this real quick. I'm gonna pause very very quickly just to check our sound and how mm-hmm. it actually is recording, and then we'll. Con- awesome. All right, so we're back. <laughs> to those of you who are watching, okay. So, what the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> well, uh, while we allow that to come back to mind who what motivated this moment like what inspired yeah podcast i mean here we are we we talk about it throw it out there and then bam we're we're doing it like how did this happen so you haven't known me for a long time what well we've known each other for a long time but we we haven't been really until the wedding and shortly before exactly Close enough to know each other's behaviors. When I oh. Can, should we not say whose wedding to keep the elusive mystere between like which one of us may or may not be single, if any? <laughs> Maybe the only way we'll get viewers if the girls believe that you're single and available. Well, I don't know how many girls actually listen to podcasts. To or be the guys. I never I mean, thought about the. I don't know what you're into. I never talked about. I think. No, I but do. what I mean, I what I mean is, I never considered who the audience would actually be. Yeah. Who I would love to know from everyone watching this, who has time to like listen to two other dudes on the other side of the globe chatter? Like I love it, I'm inspired by it. Well, I do. I actually love listening to Joe Rogan's podcast. So while you're out running? Driving. Driving. Whenever I'm driving. Okay. So whenever I'm driving actually and eating at work. So whenever I'm eating at my in my office, like for lunch or whatever. I, I turn it on. I actually watch him video. But if I'm driving, I'm listening to them. Wow. It's great. He fucking hosts awesome fucking people. Huh. The, the shit they talk about is fucking great. How many episodes does he have? Ah, shit ton. New one every day? I don't know. Uh, I think he does it three, three times or a four week? days a week. I feel like I had heard his name for, I want to say years, but I had heard his name so many times and, and just never... And until finally one day, I think now I have an image I'll tell you of what, what. Like. I'll send you a good one to listen to. And his podcasts are three hours plus each. Wow. But here's the thing. 
it goes so fast. Because, really? dude, when, wherever you're driving, you're driving for 20 minutes. Sure. Right? Yeah. So four or five times, you finish the podcast. Okay. And they're engaging in, in a way that you you look forward to the drive because you're like, ah, oh, I want to continue that conversation with huh. Elon Musk, for example. Wow. You know, Has like, he interviewed Elon? Oh, fuck yeah, multiple times. Elon Is Musk smoked weed with him? on his show. I yeah, about this. multiple times. I've seen him. I've watched every fucking episode that Elon Musk was on. Really? Absolutely. Really? Are you a Muskie? Like a Musk Big fan? time. Really? Big time. Have you read his fucking book? No, I started one. Some lady that wrote a book about him? Like a life of Elon Musk? It was not a lady. I, 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 it, his name sounds like a lady, oh. I think. So I read like a, a preface or introduction, and it, it was really inspiring. I remember telling you about it, actually. No, ah. no. Yeah, it was when your friend Don was in mm-hmm. town. Yeah. I showed you the yeah, book. I started I was reading like, it. It was great. Dude, fucking best book. I read it in a week. I fucking went through it like like nothing. I need an audio book. That's what I did wrong. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't finish mm-hmm. it. Read it. I only finish audiobooks. Rarely, rarely do I get to actually right. read so, cover so to cover. You know how, how you finish audiobooks? How? That's kind of what a podcast would be. Mm. It's like an audiobook. It's listening to a conversation. But the Joe Rogan makes it really, really awesome. Like It's a, it's a fun conversation with people. Mm. And he hosts really interesting people in general. So mm. it makes it really easy to listen to. Wow. Uh, some of the podcasts I skip, you know, I don't watch it. I'll show you actually, I'll show it on my phone. I, I have them on Spotify. You know, you know what's interesting? Uh, Joe Rogan, right? Mm. Today, household name. 10 years ago, right. Tristan, Shadi. Yeah. Who are they? Who knows? So I'm wondering what made him successful. And I, I, two things come to mind. One, he's not a bad interviewer. Like he's I'm not a great. Even, he's probably great, but when he started out, he just wasn't bad, right? He wasn't someone that you just would be like, I don't want to talk to this guy. He didn't start it because he wanted to make it anything. Really? He started it for fun. He would smoke weed and have watch fights with his friends. Really? And be streaming it and just Parkeo, all kinds of crap. Yeah. Whatever. Just whatever the fuck they're talking about, they talk about. Huh. That's how he started it. He he till this day he keeps saying how he doesn't know how he got here. Wow. Because he never intended it to be like that. And he doesn't even prepare for the stuff. I mean, he prepares in terms of if you have a book that's coming out at this level that he's operating in right now, he hosts yeah. a lot of people that have books and stuff that's coming out, shows, whatever. And at this level, he's basically saying that he prepares, he reads the book or whatever, and then he, he has a good conversation about it. But it doesn't have to be about the book. He, he'll have all kinds of crazy conversations. Um. But he started it for fun, and it grew. Hmm. And this is kind of what I wanted. What I want this to be. I'm not thinking, oh, let's grow it to this multi-million dollar thing. I don't really care. I want it to be an excuse to have a fucking conversation with a friend. Look at this. We're chilling. We're smoking. We're Enjoying drinking. Ourselves. We're relaxing after such exactly. long work days. Recapping our days and giving some giving information about business, yeah. promoting our stuff at, at at the same time, like whatever it takes us. It takes us. Yeah, doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, uh, I I do know what you mean. I love the idea of doing this with the motive of for fun because we can't lose. Right. Nothing has to come of it, and anything exactly. else that does is, is a bonus, uh, or the opposite. You know, if I want to be fair-minded, both perspectives, it could you know be a negative, right? I'm not home with my wife, rubbing lotion on her belly while she's eight months pregnant. I'm here right. having a great time with you. Oh well, yeah, that's, that sounds way. like a confession. It, you know, there's a little bit of guilt there. 
you know. Is I, there really? Did I well, take you away from your wife? No, today? you didn't take me away because she wasn't expecting me to be there. Mm. But as I you, yeah. as I was grabbing a few things from the house and getting ready to come over, and I see her start to rub lotion on her belly, finally it occurred to me she does this every day. I should be doing this to her every day, and it's taken me almost eight months to realize that. Yeah. Terrible. Well, there's some guilt there. You know what? But here's the net positive that came out of this. You realize this. Because, because of this you moment. were coming here. See? Yeah. See? And, now you and epiphanies. It and, exact. And you, you materialized it into, into words. And now you kind of yeah. have some things to catch up on. And, and, and I went from being excited for my work day to being um, having fun in this moment. And all of that like warm energy in motion is now going to be channeled toward my wife when I get home. That's great, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, she deserves some loving. Well, Eight now they know pregnant. I'm not the single guy. Yeah, there. Oh, yeah. I'm not the single guy either. I, my wife is pregnant. Also, mm. she's not. You know, she's only two months pregnant now. Two or three months, maybe. Feels like it's got to be at least three. At least. Three. Uh, well, we're doing August, so where are we? February. That'd be December, maybe December first. April, May, June, July. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. She's she's not she's not big enough yet to start rubbing lotion or anything okay. like that. So I'm I'm a little yeah. Oh. I rubbed her feet a little bit today after she woke up from a nap hmm. before her meeting, but uh, but yeah, the, the reason this came to be is because we talked about it a few days ago. Remember, yeah. I was like, uh, when let's we were do some business. video blogs, exactly. audio blogs, uh, Facebook posts, all the social media, and this was just one of the things we mentioned. Exactly, you didn't describe to me how it ties in or what impact or what relevance you know nor did i care in that moment um and then yet here we are while i still don't realize what direct impact it may have and yet that's not why i'm here right I'm here to just uh, well i can tell you a couple of things that could come out of this in terms of first of all a part of it is brainstorming right we're talking we're discussing business we're discussing different ideas different things um, second of all, when we post this, whoever's seeing it is, you know, if, if they're engaged with what we're saying, they could learn something from, from the business experience that we both have. Um, and I'm, if, I almost feel like that's a little pompous. Uh, no, not right, you. Right. Like self, it's easy self to learn from shoddy right here. Self, oh no. What do you yeah, mean? Yeah. You've been in business for 25 I, years. I have, I guess we both have something to offer and we both have a lot to learn from each other. You have a lot to offer, Matt. What do you mean? But we're, we're also just like two dudes, two normal lives that have done some awesome, awesome things. We really have. Yeah, I mean, ooh, that shut down. I'm not sure why. Let me check the camera real quick. All right. These are things that we're learning to figure out. Mm. Navigate. Let's, let's see why it shut down. I think it's okay. Lack of battery, maybe? No, Cameron does like a thing where... Self-checkout. Yeah. So one of the so what what we can accomplish with this is we can continue to talk business the way we want, like setting goals. Um, and at the same time, it's content. It's content. You could post 
parts of it. You can post all of it. You could post certain parts of it. Like let's say you all of a sudden we have a synergy going and then you start talking about a certain thing in your business that was very challenging and it is very like valuable. You know, we, we mm. want to see what kind of value we can create for our listeners, for ourselves. Um, and then you could take that as as little clips and post them on YouTube, post them, post them on TikTok. Now, this is the first trial that we're doing today. But um, next time, or possibly tonight, once we get a nice buzz on, yeah. we can go live on TikTok. Wow, really? Yeah, we That's have, a thing? Of course. I thought there were only 10-second videos. Oh, no. You can go live. I'm a, we're going we're gonna to go live on TikTok. We wow. have 500,000 followers on TikTok. What? So we can expose you know have people come in and enjoy the show if they enjoy it they stick around if they don't they leave but hmm. the what i want what i am intending by this uh let me preface a little bit so we, we talked about the podcast as one of the things that we want to do do i look weird is the the mic like covering half my face to you well to me there's a, a it just extends your beard it makes mm. me think of before you shaved oh how funny yeah i'm thinking about growing it back oh i can't blame you it's you know, it's a love-hate relationship. I know. Yeah. I know. So I thought, hey, let me set up this place. I've always wanted to set up my studio and for recording and yeah. jamming and stuff. And since we started working on the garage, I'm like, you know what? Let me set it up. So one, once I start getting on a project, I want to fucking do it. You yeah. know? So I like sat down. I put all this stuff up. I covered that. I put the desk, cleaned everything, connected everything, got it running. Now, next one or tonight... We'll go live on TikTok. We'll go live on Facebook. We'll go live on fucking Instagram. We'll, we'll stream it to the podcast app. There's a podcast app. I forget what it's called. I'm going to look it up right now. And so imagine how many people it can be. Like if, if we get 10 people here, five people here, one person here, two people here, you got a bunch of people listening to you. It's like they're all hanging out with us. And they could potentially interface with us in real time. And hmm. on TikTok, they can type and they can okay. we can see their comments as we we can answer stuff i've gone live on tiktok many times I've, really? I've gotten actually live on tiktok with alan one time at a bar oh wow and we had like 40 people on huh. and me and him were just drinking at a bar talking <laughs> shit you know whatever so now is there a chance that half of those 40 were just bots as they say mm -mm. not on tiktok okay yeah on tiktok the one i tried live with we have so many people that, that will do you get to see 40 go in and go thumbnails out. of like all the people watching you yeah you'll, you'll see their name pop up okay we'll, we'll go live all we'll right, go live right, tonight yeah. yeah once we well, get like the juices flowing I, I, I love the idea of the value creation potential right, right? Uh, us as we talk like you said uh developing our own ideas anyone that might enjoy it but then also um the opportunity to invite a guest from time to time precisely so that's that's the second thing that I was going to say is basically this is the start. I'm doing it with you. I'm going to have Steven on. I'm going to have my wife with her mortgage business. I'm going to have anyone that is interesting to talk to. Yeah. You know, we'll have Gad another day. We'll actually. So I didn't necessarily want Gad today because, like I said, this is a first trial. Like, I don't know how yeah. it's going to end up. How, how we're, we're Two doing. microphones, not three. Uh, two microphones and two headsets. That's all I have. So a third person might not be as, you know, it might not be as enjoyable for him. And, you know, so next time we might have a third person on and we'll talk about bullshit. Like we'll yeah. talk about fucking aliens, man. Nice. I don't give a oh, fuck. Like, dude, aliens. that's a topic. I'll tell you. I'll bring some unique thoughts to that. 
Oh, please do. It's more like a curveball into another field using the name alien, but it's not what one thinks of, right? So we're not talking extraterrestrial? Well, they could be an extraterrestrial, but we've we've all been conditioned to think of an extraterrestrial as something that looks distinct and different from a humanoid, or at least, you know, the green Martian, maybe somewhat humanoid features, whereas I, I do support the idea of extraterrestrial humans. Hmm. Yeah, I just don't imagine they would Elaborate. look terribly different. But uh, an alien, to me, uh, I, I like to parse words, words, right? So... A-L-I-E-N is A-lean. So uh, uh, think of a property lean. Mm. Well, why is it that we call foreigners an alien? Why do we consider someone from another country even a foreigner? Well, an alien where you've got the, I want to say it's a, been a long time since I've studied words and prefixes and parsing, but A means without. That's either Greek or Latin. So you've got the Gnostics and then the agnostics. Right. Okay, Gnostic is spelled with a G, but it's silent. And then when you put the A before it, the G becomes a hard sound. So you've got Gnosticism and agnosticism. What is a Gnostic? What is agnostic? You've got someone with, uh, basically with disbelief or without this belief the a is just with or without interesting so you have a belief in god or a belief without god um so an alien is to me we're talking about a human being that is without a lean Hmm. so what is a lean then um this gets into some far out there (laughs) <laughs> tax truther movement stuff interesting tax truther stuff so we'll leave that aside but okay a foreigner also consists with this idea that if if i have a lien on me just like i have a lien on my house like i don't fully own the rights to my house right and all the fruits thereof someone else is entitled so i sell my house there's a twenty thousand dollar lien on it someone else is entitled to that twenty thousand if there's right. a lien on me as a person if, if that were a thing then I'm also not entitled to the first fruits of, let's say, my labor, but somebody else's. So I once interviewed a guy who argued that um, that the IRS 1040 form mm-hmm. corresponds not to some arbitrary 1040 number, but to page 1040 in Title 26 of the United States Code. So flip through the little uh, code book there, page 1040, and then his argument is that um, it talks about family farms and estates. And uh, started along this path of conversation, supporting the idea that when somebody signs a 1040 form, they are not just you know, here's how much I made, here's some money. They're actually willing, like writing a will, an addendum to their will, to their entitled inheritance of their family estate. They're willing it over to the IRS. And, and so now there's a lien against that individual or the fruits of his labor. So if I were to will to you and say that this is a living trust and you are forever entitled to a third of all that I ever make and earn, 
And that's something that I signed my name to. And then I start to deny you that percentage that I've given you. Now there's a civil grounds for suit. Hmm. So I've actually deprived you of something that is yours. Right. And that is apparently what gives the IRS, according to this legal theory, the right to sue the individual who deprives the IRS of the taxes that are due if one doesn't pay. Hmm. For anyone that's ever signed that document and then fails to part, you know, impart of that, they're in violation of breach of contract. Interesting. And so you've got these administrative hearings, you know, and uh, anyway, so a foreigner, though, think of F-O-R-E as before. Like, if I'm going to kneel before the throne of God, it's B-E. B, and then four, F-O-R-E. So a foreigner, which also is F-O-R-E, and then reign. Think of a king who reigns over his kingdom. So someone who is a foreigner, they don't know the IRS money. They're not from the U.S. They're not a U.S. citizen. They reigned before they even came here. They have not given up their independence. They reigned before. And now they're here as a non-resident alien, So they are not subject to that which a resident is subject to, and there is no lien against them, their person or their property or the fruits of their labor. So they are a free man on the land, if you will. (laughs) That's crazy, man. Yeah. That is some deep shit right there. Crazy, right? That really is is, an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. So when I hear about aliens and extraterrestrials, uh, I'm resurrecting old conversations I've had with right. various right, individuals, right, right, right. but then also just thinking um, that someone who comes from, you know, an interplanetary uh, setting might just be a human, a human being who in that other planet um, maybe has come from a society that have just conquered two of the main problems that we now face which inhibit our ability to be an interplanetary species. And that is the mortality problem. And then the social problems of uh, peace versus destroying each other. So we're on this track where we're learning medically how to modify the course of DNA and cellular replication forever. We use CRISPR technology and we take something out or we put something in, we reprogram it and and then it's never going to be the same. So the, the question would be, is it possible that if we were to remain on this course long enough, absent of us destroying each other with nuclear war, any other kind of war, whatever, um, would we be able to solve the mortality problem, the aging problem? Right. Maybe we figure out that you know, right now every time a cell divides and multiplies, like just it's kind of funny that we live in this world of opposites. If I want to multiply a cell, the thought is, how do I, how do I turn one into two? And kind of ironically, I have to cut it in half. I divide it and it seems like it's less, right? but less is more because by dividing, I multiply. So, right. right. We divide our thoughts. It exists in my mind in one place. The moment that I utter it, it's now existing in two places, inside of my mind and outside of my mind. If I write it down, 
then it exists in my mind and on paper, so it's divided and thus multiplied. And then when somebody reads it, it's like, you know, in three or more places, maybe four if we want to get really right, analytical. Right. So, Not to mention what they do with it. Yeah. And then what's interesting to me is that nobody is going to interpret my idea the way that I exactly did. But it'll be pretty similar. So there's just a slight variation. Right? right. I might say, let's go camping. And when I hear the word camp, I'm thinking Boy Scouts, marshmallows, roasting over an open fire. And yet someone from Auschwitz could hear the word camp and have panic attacks of an ancestor's past. Right. Um, so ideas do take a life of their own as they divide and as they multiply. Right. And as they change venues from my mind to your mind, etc. Well, that's exactly what happens on a cellular level biologically. When I've got a cell and it divides into two, that duplicate cell is really close but not exact. Hmm. There's just a little bit of variation. And that variation is the source of the aging process. Hmm. So if it were possible, given enough time, that we could master the replication process to where no information is lost or modified, but exact. Bam. Mortality solved. It's funny that you're saying this. Um, well, there's two things about that. I, uh, do you know what telomeres are? Mm -mm, telomeres. Telomeres. I'm not going to pretend to be able to explain it, to be honest with you. But um, um, Brett Weinstein, he's a evolutionary biologist. And I believe he was one of the first ones to... to find the correlation between the length of telomeres, which I believe they're on DNA strands. I might be completely wrong on this, but I think so. I think they're on the genes. And the length of life of an animal or species. So he came out with a hypothesis that if we lengthened the telomeres, then we would be able to live longer, right? Uh, they tested this on the... Ooh, pizza's here. Oh, so okay. do podcasters eat before their audience? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a hundred percent sure. But I don't care. So we're gonna we're gonna grab some right now. But right. Let me finish the thought before yeah. I forget what the hell we're talking about. But we'll, we'll grab some. But the so the telomeres thing, and they tested it on rats. He, he he first saw this in rats, in like the rats in the wild versus the rats in the lab, and he he detected this, and he he you know continued and sure enough it it seems to have a pretty strong correlation um i'm not sure exactly what happened with the research and and how accurate it all turns out to be but uh there's so there's that and oh and also so the telomeres apparently from my understanding from what i've seen and heard is that they they give the code for the cells to be able to divide in a certain way and the longer they are the more the division is cleaner and and proper and better and so on and so forth kind of like what you're saying is like each each time the cell divides here we are talking now like we we're fucking biologists and scientists and we're not but 
you know, from our understanding, from our limited understanding of this, okay. is that we, when they divide, the, telom- the length of the telomeres enables the cell to divide in a much better way than, than you know. Okay. As it shortens, things start to go wrong, and eventually the cell dies when the telomere is not long enough anymore or, or completely gone. I don't know. Uh, so there's that. And there's this Harvard guy, there's this Harvard scientist that is talking about the immortality thing, that talking about that we can absolutely become immortal in a way once we figure that out. And he's mm. talking about how how to do it. He's been kind of blowing up on TikTok recently. I've seen a few things about him. I'll send it to, I'll send it mm. to you. But uh, he's been talking about this, and they're like blowing it up. But like, oh, scientist from Harvard is saying that death is a problem. It's a disease that we can overcome, and and there's a way to do it. And and I've seen a couple things from him, but I don't know. I don't know if he's full of shit. I don't know if it's like. Mm. But I think it's possible. I really think in the long term, it's possible. It doesn't seem unreasonable to me, though. I could kind of argue against the idea from the standpoint that we can recognize quickly that the desire to be immortal has been around for millennia. Look at the Egyptians and, oh, yeah. you know, every everybody. God that's worshiped, right? This, I'm sure everybody, you know, this obsession, even Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden, right. they were forbidden supposedly, yeah, but in actually the tree of life, right. we're told that they were forbidden from the tree of, knowledge. what is it? The fruit of knowledge of good and evil. Right. But, the truth is they were forbidden in word only. God said, do not do this. By the way, it's right here. Right. I'll turn my back now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm so, going to go away for a little bit. I'll yeah. be back. But. So in mind or demente, they were, they were forbidden. But in fact, they were allowed. Right. Right. It was just an issue of permissions. Right. Um, but the fruit of the tree of life was different. Mm-hmm. That's where God put there, cherubim, yeah. angels with flaming swords. Right. And no longer was it an issue of a commandment. It was impossible that they take of it. But did they have it? But did they have, did God have those, those uh, things in place before they took from the tree of knowledge? Or is it after? It's my understanding that it was after that they were in their fallen state. Right that that is when God basically said, look, I'm not going to risk that they take this tree of immortality and live forever in their sin, whatever sin is. Uh, So that's when... Was that what he said? I I thought he said, I don't want him to reach and eat from the tree of life and become immortal like us. I don't know if there was a distinct... uh, We're getting biblical. Okay, yeah. (laughs) I don't know much about it. Mm. At this stage, it's been so long, but... But but th- th- there is that phrase there, right? We don't. Right. It, when they were tempted with the fruit, the serpent said, uh, "Don't listen to that guy. He just right. doesn't want you to be like him. You know, if you take of this, you're going to be wise, just like God, knowing right. good from evil." What's interesting is the idea of knowing. I've always interpreted that as an intellectual knowledge. I'm going to, if I had that fruit, I would know all things. I would know good from evil. And yet we've also probably, most most people have heard that 
when Adam knew Eve, that knowledge was a mm. intimate physical knowledge, mm -hmm. like a real world experience with knowing each other more so than right. just, I know of him or her. So we interpret it you know, sexually, a physical bond, but it was a real connected experience with each other. So what if we applied that understanding of to know good and evil and were to read into it that God himself or herself or they self God knows good and just as he knows evil in the sense that God has engaged with evil. What if God oh, has done evil? What if, how is it fair? I know this, this borderlines on blasphemy, you know, cause God is without sin and cannot look upon sin without the least degree of allowance. Okay. But is it really fair to say that me as a sinful creature, I'm allowed to go do something sinful, right? God is not allowed to do something sinful. So who's more powerful? I can do something God's never able to do. Yeah, I, I, that, that's an interesting take. So that's why I would argue, say that there might be argument for this idea that maybe God, oh. or the in the myth of the Bible and the myth of God, uh, in the uh, Judeo-Christian context, might actually be that God was just a man just like us. Who? Right began and became to be right. immortal, just like we're talking about. An alien. That's it. Right. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting take. Let, let's go back to this once we come back. Let's go grab some pizza and then we'll okay. go back. We're talking today about business and BS, so you might actually learn a couple things and uh, enjoy the show. Hopefully you guys are, you know, hang out with us. It's just a, kind of a random thing that we're doing, starting yeah. a podcast. But Exhibit A to the randomness. I'm, I'm looking at Shadi over here and his treble clef or G clef tattoo on his yeah. forearm. There you go. A little random observation, but it made me happy to see it, being a musician myself. Right, right. Yeah. We need to jam. We need to jam sometime soon. I mean, my drum set is right there. This is, you know, we can record, we can do all kinds of stuff. I don't object. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, we were just talking about the business world earlier before we went live with you guys and how crazy it is. And it's a little different when there's an actual audience watching, yeah. right? Right. It kind of changed the dynamic a little yeah. bit. We just got to forget that there's anybody watching, I honestly. That's the biggest thing. Scratch my ear, my nose if it itches. Oh, no, you could do whatever the fuck you want. I'm mm. itching right now. All right. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just they're cool. Everybody's cool nowadays, anyway. But, okay. And these guys on TikTok are always fucking awesome. So, oh, yeah? yeah, they're always oh. great. What a what a reassuring audience to have. Yeah, this uh, for those who weren't involved in our prior uh, moment of podcasting. This is Cabot Trail Canadian Maple Whiskey, and uh, due to this whole trucker thing, tell going them the on, story. Yes, please. Oh yeah was moving one of my clients we had seven people working from early morning hours until two in the morning the following day and uh the reward at the end of the night uh, was a generous generous expression of gratuity uh, followed by this bottle uh, or one just like it of cabot trail canadian whiskey maple flavor and it just it blew my taste buds out of orbit it was spectacular. Uh, I'll bet no one in this audience has ever tried it. 
It's uh, hardly ever available in the USA, except for occasionally, maybe in a border town to the Canadian border in New York. And I hunted the country over and today finally procured this to recall that special moment when I tried it my very first time just over a year ago. It's pretty crazy. I mean, it is insane. Yeah, it, it's it truly so sweet. Is. Yeah, never had so smooth of a whiskey with such a high alcohol. It's 30, 31%. You know, it's, uh, I mean, it's not like, uh, it's not as strong as other stuff, but it's definitely not oh, yeah, weak. For as great. sweet as it is, I thought it was just maple syrup with alcohol in the label. It's very tasty. It's yeah. which actually, uh, will you? Oh, me some? good sir. <laughs> Do you need ice? No, actually, I'm going to start uh, having okay. it neat. So it's time for straight. Yes, sir. Perfect. Oh, okay, there you go. Thank you. I'm, I'm going to just add to it right now, brother. Yeah, make it uh, thicker. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers to all of you. Thanks for joining us. Mosey nuts, everybody else. Thank you. So. Uh, we we both are business owners, as you might know. I'm the owner of Frost and Roll. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys could see that through the app, or you're just scrolling by and you see the live. <clears throat> Either way, I have an ice cream shop, uh, rolled ice cream, fresh ice cream that we make in front of you. We take you know whatever customizations that you want. He is his name is Tristan, and uh, he owns a. Um, a moving company in Las Vegas area, and he's had it for like 20 years, 20 plus years. So between the both of us, we have 30 years experience in business plus. And so we figured, hey, fuck, let's just get together and shoot the shit and talk some smack and talk about business and maybe give you guys some value for uh, hanging around. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, kind and of what precipitated this is, uh, at least in my business, I'm sure it's probably most people's companies, uh, it's very cyclical in terms of the ebb and flow of clients and cash flow. And I'm used to that after two decades. Uh, earn a lot of money in the summer, save it up, and then live lean through the winter, and then start that over again. But uh, in this particular January and February, um, I now have more people working for me than I ever have had before. More people on salaried positions. And with all of the expenses that it takes to just keep the doors open now and honor my commitment to provide financially for the people that are providing their time, talent, and resources, um, I now need the consistency of work all through the slow season as well. And uh, since I haven't required that in the past, I'm really feeling the the fear of what if... Feeling the burn. What if I can't do this? I mean, I can. I know I can, but, but what if I don't? Yeah. And it's nerve-wracking. So I, I'm talking to Shadi recently. Hey, I need help, brother. I, I need, like, I need X amount of clients now. And... Next thing I know, I'm at his house having a little podcast moment. We're we're doing some brainstorming, and and that's what brought us here. There you go, there you go. That's a great preface. Well, the thing is with with marketing for any business, it takes time, right? It's it's uh, what you build through time to continue that pipeline. Uh, but I feel you, man. I feel you. I think the the inflation right now. I think everybody's feeling the inflation. 
it's definitely put a damper on the market in general. So I'm not sure how what what is going to transpire the next couple of months. But um, but regardless, I think the move you did is great. You know, it's 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 you you have to you have to organize the you know create an organization that is strong and and able to move forward in time and grow. You know, you're you're setting up an organization for growth at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, while before you were you were running a good organization, but you're just running it and you're in it, you're you're doing it daily and you're just you're going with it. But now you're setting it up. You're not working in your business. You're working on your business, and that's great. But it does fucking make you scared as shit sometimes because you there's no. Most people don't understand this. Most people think everybody can get into business, and a lot of people can and should, but what they don't understand is they'll never feel safe again almost you know maybe safe is not the right word but but when you're employed you just never wake up in the morning thinking am i going to make it today am i not going to make it today how is the market going to go how is it, am i going to get fired or am i not getting fired if you're a good employee you've been around with the company for a long time you don't even think about being fired you know and it could happen but it's just rare right it's not something that happens all the time especially if you're a good employee but with business forget all about that when you're doing well it's not like you're just jumping for joy and you're like excited and now you're living your life and you've made it it's like, no, you're doing well, and now you remember the burn you felt before, and you got to keep on track, and you keep trucking, keep doing it, keep moving forward. If you're not, you're going to come to time where, like you said, it's cyclical. Everything goes up and down, up and down, up and down. And then when you hit that downturn again, you're feeling this, this burn again, and you're like, damn, I thought I'm, I'm past that. But that's the world of business. Do you find that just for the fact that you are considered a business owner, people suppose automatically that you've made it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they even start treating you like you're a rich person. I think they a lot of people also don't understand that sometimes the business owner makes less than the employees that they're, they're paying. Right. Um, I remember the first year in business... There was a time, especially, you know, I mean, we, we sell ice cream, obviously. And uh, in the winter, you'd expect it to go down, even in Vegas, where it's still warm and like still. Regardless, I remember a time where I was paying my employee at the time, Valerie. She was with me for a very long time. I love Valerie. Shout out to Valerie. Hi, Valerie. Um, she was she was asking me like why is her check so low because she had such limited hours around that that period i think it was just me and her working at that time like the first year in december and i remember looking at the check and i looking at the hours and looking at our revenue and i was like you're literally making everything that's coming into the business i'm not even making not only not making anything i'm barely making the bills for the business because I have to pay you, you know? So like, it, it wasn't like I was telling her like, oh, you're you're such a, you know, thing on, you know. No, I loved Valerie. She was great. She was instrumental in continuing the, the, the business to this day. But, um, but it's just tough. Like, people don't understand that. They think, oh, you're a business owner. You're the owner of this business. Yeah, then, then you make a lot of money. We don't want to. And sometimes the business owner is not making anything. Right. Especially that first year, year and a half, two years. Like, you're, you're just 
everything you're making, you're putting back into the business and mostly to your employees. The employees are usually the biggest expense in the business. So, yeah. but yeah, do, do you have that, that same? Oh same? yeah. Yeah. That my lowest paid employee occasionally makes more than I do. If I make not money to pay myself this month, my employee is still getting paid. That is the absolute priority above everything. So even my lowest employee paid wise will still make more than, than I make at times. But the perception among the employees is often, well, I was at dinner just, just a few days ago with a handful of, of uh, my colleagues from work. And one of them said, I, I wish that I was rich like you, Tristan. And I, I burst out <laughs> laughing. <laughs> I, was like, I just wanted to show him like all the liabilities of the, the $30,000 per how often that, you know, just leaving at all times expenses. Like right. And I'm, and, and then my own personal, it's like, I hope I can make my personal credit card payment this month that I used for business purposes because there wasn't enough to keep capital. it afloat. Yeah. And, uh, and yet the perception is, you know, that I'm the rich business person. And, um, and I don't know whether to interpret that as a compliment or an insult, Sometimes I feel upset because I, I believe that that's what makes somebody an employee feel entitled to take advantage of the business. You know, like it could be a little thing like, uh, when I worked at Wendy's, my first job, higher job as an employee, <laughs> uh, people would take free food all the time or hook up their friends with French fries, drink right. soda, right? Well, this is Wendy's. They're a huge multi-million dollar corporation. That's not right. going to hurt them. That's the perception. Right. But I'm looking at it as a 16 year old kid raised by business owners. And I'm like, well, here on the wall, it says that this franchise is owned by this gentleman here. And he's not Mr. Wendy's or Mr. Thomas. He's just some dude who gave his all to to make this moment possible. Right. And he's trying to make it just like I'm trying to make it. And, uh, and so that's the part that I find kind of as a burn, like, no, I'm, I'm not rich and you better not think that it's okay to exploit me financially or my company just because you right. think that I have excess. This is, I, I don't know. I want to say it's an age old, scenario kind of everybody has that impression i mean i remember myself being an employee long time ago and thinking that thinking that the business owner you know is making a lot of money clearly right he owns all of this he has a nice car whatever but even when i worked for bigger multi-billion dollar corporations it's like oh well it's the, the it's those those big corporates like they don't they don't lose anything but yeah it's it's i don't know how you can fix it because today, in today's world, people are so entitled in general. I mean, it is, I keep seeing these, you know, TikToks for, for lack of a better medium. TikTok, social media in oh, general. there is no better medium than TikTok. Yes. <laughs> TikTok is one of the best, actually. I enjoy it the most. It's the most addictive, so I don't know if I should say that I enjoy it the most. But um, the... The amount of people that look at their employers as bad, uh, uh, you know, you know what I'm saying. I'm trying to say yeah, like the big, they're bad not boss. bad people, right? Yeah, like they're the bad. Every job they're the bad guy. Yeah, they're the bad guy. And it's like 
the, because, I understand you you think that you're underpaid. I understand that you probably are sometimes in certain circumstances, certain jobs, you are underpaid, you know. But most of the time, those entry level jobs are not meant to be a career. You're a career, you know, a career job. Exactly. So to expect to get paid more, you're not understanding what's actually taking place in the business setting. You're not understanding the percentages that are taking place. You know, the, the labor percentage for a restaurant, the, the food cost for a restaurant, the management costs, the, the electricity, the rent, the, the, the taxes, all that stuff that's taking place. And when you break it down, most restaurants are not profitable. And if they are, at best, they're like 6 7% at the end of the day. And that profit usually goes to shareholders or, you know, whoever. It's not usually one owner. But even if it was one owner, you know, you're talking about restaurants make between 500 to a million dollars a year, right? That's mm-hmm. a, a good restaurant makes one, $1.2 million. Of, of profit? No, just, just gross, revenue. Gross revenue. Gross revenue. So 7% of that, say 10% of that. That's $100,000. $100,000 for an owner of that restaurant that is breaking their back most of the time to establish that restaurant, not to mention the debts, the liabilities, all the stuff that's taking place behind. And, you know, that is, at the end of the day, it's $100,000. You can go get a fucking IT job that is not, not entry level, but not like high end. And you'll be making $100,000. Have the benefits, be able to clock out after eight hours. Exactly. Not have to worry about how you're going to meet all the business expenses or what happens. Liabilities, if you get, issues, uh, nothing. So free. Uh, feel, it, I, the idea feels as easy as mailbox money. Getting a job, like, wow, I just clock in, clock out, and I get a check right, every week or every right, two weeks. That's right. awesome. You don't appreciate being an employee until you've become a business owner. Yeah. Seriously, like that's something that I've I've noticed about myself. Like thinking back at how I was as an employee, and um, and now that I'm a business owner hiring people, and I've hired tons of fucking people. I mean, last year we've had at our highest in the summer we had like thirteen pe- team members, you know. But the I look back at it and I'm like, man, you don't appreciate what the owner is looking for in an employee and you start to realize like holy shit if i actually was doing this better or doing a little bit more here and there they would have actually noticed and i could have probably gotten high positions in the company because finding a good employee is a dime a dozen yeah like i've i've had i've probably hired about 50 people maybe more let's say 50 people Okay, 50 people throughout the four or five years that we've been in business. And out of all the 50 people that we've hired, probably six or seven are good employees. What what would qualify for to be said as good employees? And for any of you former employees of Shadi watching this, you were most likely one of the seven. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> if your name starts with A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, then you're probably one of them. There you go. No, but seriously, like I think some of the employees that weren't ideal know that. Okay, I take that back right after I said it. Probably okay. not, actually. Probably, probably not. not. Probably I don't not. think so. They don't know that. 
Oh, they don't know that. Just like yeah. I didn't know how much I was, how bad I was in certain things in my old jobs. You know, like I work. I remember working for Pizza Hut. Long time ago. I mean, uh, fuck. I was probably, I was nineteen, I think, at the time. I was 19 years old, and I remember working for Pizza Hut, and I was a delivery driver. I used to hate washing the dishes at night because that was our responsibility. The delivery drivers are the ones that had to wash the dishes at night, wow. and we would like not leave the fucking place until like 1.30 in the morning. Hmm. We hated it. But still, like, just remembering how angry I was about how far the delivery was or whatever little menial crap looking back at it i'm like god damn what the fuck was i complaining about all i had to do was drive listen to some good podcasts and by the way i'm not i'm not even i'm not saying you shouldn't be a business owner or you should you should go into the entrepreneur you know entrepreneurship field absolutely it's the fucking best thing but i think that it's it's a difficult thing to do and I think everybody should fucking do it. I think yeah. everybody should at least try it, attempt it, yeah. so they can have better appreciation. At worst, at worst, you'll have better appreciation for getting a job right. and actually working for somebody else and not feel like you're ripped off by working for somebody else instead yeah. of saying, no, that's just a step. <clears throat> I'm going to build my financial future and then I'm going to move on to doing something else and maybe this time I'll do it better or I'll, I'll be more informed or I'll educate myself and you'll have a better appreciation. And at best, you'll be successful and you'll do fucking great. Either yeah. way, it's a win-win. I, I feel like it's necessary to challenge oneself beyond the scope of one's even capabilities so that they can then have that perspective to be enabled to have gratitude for that prior position. How Love can it. you be grateful? I wasn't as an employee. I was just... Like you said, I could focus on all the negative. What a long drive, dishes, my, you know, my coworkers aren't doing pulling their weight or whatever it might be. But having gone beyond that to running my own company uh, or having the company run me in my life, depending on right. the perspective, and then being able to step back into an employment position, which I have done from time to time, that perspective has allowed me to have a great attitude. Because now I'm like, hey, at least I, <laughs> I actually have it better now. Now I'm, I worked for Republic Services. I was a garbage man driving those trucks, making whatever it was twenty. I don't know. I think they're up to like thirty something bucks an hour right now. Overtime, you could, back when I worked there, you could get like seventeen, eighteen hours a week overtime if you wanted it. So, fifteen hundred bucks a week paychecks before tax right. back in '05. Wow, uh, you know that, that was big, big bucks. Yeah, right that was then. you know for me that was as a young, young adult, I was really happy. But I was a very driven employee, driven to work as, as efficiently and fast and hard as I could. My mind was blown by this whole union concept that if I clock in and, and I'm there for one minute, I get paid for four hours. If I work for four hours and one minute, I get paid for eight. And my coworkers, who were the seasoned drivers, we'd knock out a route. I was right. always put with the hardest, fastest working people because I would do everything I could to keep up. I would, every day my lungs would be burning. I would be driving home and I couldn't take a full breath because it hurt 
because I'm running from house to house, picking up 26,000 pounds on the trash, being one-sided all day, you know, driver's not hopping out and helping me. <laughs> right. But but that was great experience and, and physically awesome what it right. did to my body. Well, I was happy to do that, though. I wasn't complaining about that. I wasn't miserable. And I now had the business owner's perspective where I'm like, let's clock out. It's almost going to be four hours and one minute. That's not fair for us to charge for eight hours. Right. right. <laughs> and they were looking at me like I'm crazy, like like I was a mm-hmm. fool. But I just felt like the moral and ethical thing to do was, well, we finished in three hours. We got to go home. Right. Their answer was no. Right. The ethical thing is give ourselves the lunch break we deserve for an hour and then clock out at four hour and one minute. Right. And then I found out that even people at the company told me to you know, chill. Don't worry about it. This is how things are done. Just call me. Ask if I need anything. If I don't, you know, just follow follow the driver's lead and go home. So why do I bring this up? Uh, I did have gratitude in every way. Right. But if I hadn't been a business owner first, I would have been very soured in a lot of ways for being one-sided, picking up all the trash, all the negative perspective that the human condition, I feel like, lends itself toward, by nature, we complain, right? Right. I have a joyful experience that makes me happy, and so I get this high. And then I go back down to the norm. But since I know that the high is possible, I feel entitled to it, and I expect it, and I want it. And when I don't get it, then naturally I'm going to complain. Because things aren't the way that they could be or should be. Right. So I'm dissatisfied. Well, you know, in that dissatisfaction, a spiral loop can start of ongoing complaint and dissatisfaction. Right. And, uh, And so I don't blame myself or anyone else for being in that cycle. But again, it takes challenging you know to yeah. break that perspective and especially today i mean when when all the youngsters are seeing people doing crazy stuff on social media and <laughs> you're smoking like like a cigar you know that's usually the only thing i smoke there you go next time we'll have a cigar um the i mean i i i can only imagine the 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 stress that the young generation has because of social media, because of how much they see things that are not necessarily real. You know, like people bawling all the time, like having, you know, Bugattis and driving Lamborghinis everywhere, and they're making all kinds of money, so they feel even more entitled. They're getting all those dopamine hits by watching these videos nonstop and seeing all these perfect people on the beach and shit and and they think okay well i should be there why am i not there right and usually these people are young as hell anyway like if you think about it why should you get that you're still way too young you still what value do you bring to anything not just the company that you're working for but they cannot understand that there's no there's no reason that they could understand that at this stage right I didn't understand it when I was fucking 18 years old. I'm like, I'm working hard. I should get paid good. Living wage, right? A living wage. Where's the living wage? Why am I not being able to get my own apartment? Well, because that's the reality. The reality is shit is expensive. Fucking things cost a lot. And you need to learn skills to get better and better in life. And it's a process. It takes time. You just have to have appreciation. And there's no such thing as you made it. I mean, I'm sure you can say that I made it, but... Once you become a millionaire or financially 
stable, let's say, financially free, right? You could say, okay, I made it. But it's also the journey, right? If you're not enjoying the journey and understanding that, live the journey, let it take you on an adventure as you do it. And through the hard times, you're, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? I know it's a cliche can, fucking can saying. It can make you stronger. It, it can. I don't think it necessarily That's, does. Yes, I agree with you on that. Yeah, because look at how many people don't fell forward and that mic just a little bit towards yeah. you perfect you know we've got employees that are chronically late and eventually mm. so now we don't rely upon them they don't get that promotion to the management because we can't count on them and ultimately they are in a repetitive cycle potentially throughout their life and it's not killing them and they could live that way till they're 65 and retire but yet they may not be stronger for the fact that they weren't killed right Right. The benevolent universe just tolerated their ongoing repetitive failure in that same thing, but then they're capped at a growth opportunity. Now, uh, I am not one of these like hard and fast, um, you must be exactly on time at 6 a.m. sharp guys, Right. but I am a uh, need-driven employer. Like if, if, there, if that's what the need calls for, then that's the expectation. Right. All right. But otherwise... Fair enough. You know... I'm not tripping. Mm -hmm. Same thing with me. I don't mind if my, my employees are late five minutes here and there, 10 minutes if possible, if needed, you know, if they, if they text in advance, any of that stuff is fine. You know, like it happens, life happens. But like you said, there's a level of expectation that needs to be met because we are also responsible for our customers. Yes. It's not just the, you're not just there for the, the employer. You're there for your customers. You know, and, and these people expect the store to be open at a certain time. If the business owner doesn't care, if the business owner is acting like one of the employees that's chronically late oh. and doesn't open the store every day at the same time, then how are you as a customer going to trust that, hey, I feel like having an ice cream today. I'm going to go to this place. You know, like, oh, they're closed. What the fuck? What time is it? It's 10 minutes after opening time. There's nobody in the store. That's just, it doesn't work. And and you as an employee, you're also a customer. Not to my shop necessarily. Actually, a lot of our employees were... Uh, customers first. Customers prior, yeah, uh, absolutely. I've hired many of our customers. Hmm. And, and they remain customers even after they've left us. But you got to think about it. Like if, if you expect to go out with your date one night and enjoy an evening out and then get ice cream after dinner or whatever, you expect the places to be ready for you. They're open. They have their product. Their employees are nice to you. You're trying to have a good experience. So when you go and have a bad experience, you should relate that to your position in the company you're with, because that's the same thing you're trying to achieve. It's, it's a, uh, well, yeah, you know, an average or mediocre or less than mediocre employee uh, may not recognize or really think about the fact that the money that they're making each week comes from those satisfied clients. Right. And that as soon as they stop right. caring, eventually that does directly impact me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and I don't know, maybe the thought is, uh, if I show up 10 minutes late, it's not like this is going to go out of business. And so, you know, we try to absolve ourselves of any sense of responsibility. Right. Uh, you know, but that is also just self-deception so that we don't grow and challenge ourselves 
Because it is a challenge. You know, I'm going to get out of bed the moment the alarm clock goes off. I'm going to show up 15 minutes early because even though I feel like my time is very valuable, why should I show up even one minute early? I'm just going to show up clocking. Right. Okay. You know, that's all maybe narcissistic, egotistical, but you know, if I'm so great, then won't I have the intelligence ability to be able to show up 15 minutes and still have an awesome life? Like, right. I don't know. No, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know where this is going to take us in, in terms of a podcast or anything like that, but I feel like... Hopefully, Mosey Nuts will be our long <laughs> There you go. Mosey Nuts. Viewer. Shout out to Mosey Nuts. I, uh, I'm not sure if you're still on there, but uh, I can't see that far. I'm going to actually... Let me see who's still on. Let me... Let me yeah, take a just, look. Take a look. Just to see. And if you guys can comment, tell us if the volume is good over there. We're going to set it up next time a little bit better, but let me know if you guys can hear us fine and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's kind of funny, though. Uh, we're talking about how the general attitude amongst many employees is to talk crap on the manager. You know, I do harder work than he do. I should be making at least as much, if not more. So, hold on. They're, they're, you're getting a question. Oh, oh let's hear the question. I talk with a business owner about POS systems? Piece of shit. <laughs> point of sale. Point of sale, yes. Uh, what needs to be spoken of point of sale? What, like how to use it or a suggestion to change it? Or what's, yeah, what's the problem? Junior, what are you trying to actually achieve? Are you trying to sell a new POS system or what are you trying to do? Junior, is he able to hear you since you're not talking into the microphone? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because that's the thing. That's why I'm saying like the, the, the thing on here is a little different. It is these microphones that they're hearing and not... No, they're actually hearing... You're hearing the microphone? The, really? No, they're not hearing the microphone. Oh. Yeah, so next time we will try to set it up where we can actually hear... They can hear what we are. Okay. Hearing. So did Junior write back? Yeah. But... Um, I'm not sure. I'm going to answer that question anyway. I guess a lot of times I don't so see... So what, what is his question? Is it just how do I talk to a manager about a point of sale system? That's Basically, it. I think he's probably or she is a uh, um, salesperson for like uh, POS systems and stuff. Okay. We get We get a lot of those interactions with people they they keep sending us emails they call there's a lot of different companies that are trying to always sell stuff new stuff new solutions for business owners for like different stores and stuff mm. but it's a, it's a hard question because a lot of times the businesses that are already have been around for a while the, especially with the pos system it's difficult because the pos system is already set up for the business and it's programmed and so like a lot of times when the companies approach us with new pos systems it's like we think it's going to take us so much time to just convert and and move everything over and yeah. so it's it's a hassle that's a that's a tough one yeah well you know as with selling anything it's it's a process of uh educating somebody as to the the usefulness of that system right. and why it's superior uh, but no matter how useful it is, um, 
selling something to somebody that you don't have a relationship of trust with right. is akin to a Christian missionary trying to shove Jesus right. down a, right, you know, right. somebody's throat. Like It's a difficult thing. I just don't want to hear it when I go to the Las Vegas Boulevard and everyone's like, accept Jesus. You know, I'm like, right. I'm not here. I, I want to gamble, drink, have fun. So, yeah. you know, but I'll listen to your advice because I trust you. We have a relationship. I like you. Yeah. I know you. So, the kind of the irony is that to sell somebody on something, you have to try not to sell them on it. Right. And, 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 and yeah. It's, it's a matter of, I, I totally agree with you. Everything you said is perfect, actually. If you do have something unique, extremely unique and very useful, usually that, that thing will sell itself especially if it provides some awesome value for the company or whatever whatever else you're trying to sell, right? Uh, but that usually, you still have to approach it in terms of what value I'm bringing to this company, selling them this new thing, right? Like what is the benefit of this thing and how much better is their business going to be because of this thing, right? If it's not that much fucking different than the thing that I already have, you're you're in the wrong field because that's just going to be fucking difficult. You're, you're better off going finding people that haven't started yet, starting with that. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's all about having a relationship with the person. They can trust you, and they can they can know that what you're saying about the product is really true. But yeah. but enough about fucking products. Let's talk about some fun shit. Gosh, some fun shit that a lot of things come to mind. Some of them aren't appropriate for this channel. Uh, I don't know. Drug, sex, and rock and roll. There you go. What comes to mind See? when you think of fun shit? Uh, that's that's a part of it. I know I look pregnant right here, but I am not. Uh, this is the seat pushing me like this. And uh, we just had a bunch of pizza. So that also is a little bit blowed. Yeah. But also camera adds 10 pounds. Yeah, definitely. And it's a, it's a it wide angle. So that wide angle also like kind of makes... It's, the, it's, it's homogenizing your six pack to angles, just look like a big bulge instead like a, of six like big a bulges one pack. that I see. Because you know, I, I see his six pack. Right. Very muscular, strong. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Protruding <laughs> abdominal walls. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. We're getting medical. Well, hey. Um, yeah, I feel like since we started the live, we've changed dynamic. Entirely. It feels Entirely. weird, right? It's it feels weird. distinct from the first. I mean, when you have like five, six, seven people, how many people? Well, we have a few people on there. Thank you, by the way, every one of you. Yeah, thanks for, yeah. for stopping by. It's kind of exciting for us on, on this side of the radio to to know that there's an audience on that side. Yeah, but maybe next time we'll start the, uh, like the live without... We'll have somebody else start it so we don't realize that it started. and it was just Because our conversations was taken like a completely different direction. It was pretty or, profound, actually. It was pretty crazy. Deep, yeah. Maybe not profound, but... The good thing is all it's all recorded, so... Okay. You can always... Uh, listen to it later and yeah. figure out where what we did what mm -hmm. we did um so yeah what 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 is fun shit for you let's talk about some good stuff yeah Me making music is really fun like that's something that gets me excited i'm looking at this making little setup we've got yeah. and i started building in my warehouse space um a loft and then today after we set up the structure about 
know, 10 or 12 feet high for the loft, I realized that I could build a wall downward, which would allow us to have a stronger support structure for the loft. Nice. Throw a door on there. And then I could have an additional office. Right. And then after observing this little setup, I'm like, why have an additional office when I could have a recording studio? A studio. Have it soundproofed, raised floor, two doors, the whole thing. And then we've got a, a private place away from the whining kids, the, you know, everything that exists mm-hmm. in our distracted world. And they're where customers come and go, we invite people like, Hey, let's oh, yeah. come to our studio and come to uh, our yeah, cave. And I don't mean that from the, the position of posturing like, Oh yes, I have a formal place to uh, have a podcast. Right. It's more. No, I thought about it when I was, uh, th- when I was doing this, I thought about your, your office. I was like, man, really? it would be nice to have it set up right there because it's, yeah. cause there'll be also more like, uh, Climate controlled, maybe? Yeah. Is it climate sure. controlled? It can there? be. Uh, right. The warehouse space has a swamp cooler. Mm. And then the office ooh, the office that exists within the warehouse. Uh, right. You know, it's just a, a four-wall structure, little generic roof. And we've got a, a wall-mounted AC that's sucking in humidity <laughs> from the swamp-cooled warehouse right. space. And then, you know. Interesting. Yeah. So it's not that great. Yeah, but it's not that. Because this is the thing here is that in the summer, this is going to get hot. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out how to cool it eventually. Because heating it isn't that much of a problem, mm. it seems like. True. Like, are you are you comfortable? I'm comfortable. I'm great. Perfect. Because uh, I'm comfortable right here. It's perfect. But it's not that cold tonight. Yeah. Cooling is more of a challenge for sure. Cooling is definitely a challenge. So we'd have to have like a freaking... AC unit or something in here. Maybe I was thinking about probably putting some uh, like insulation on the on the on door the over there. Or... We'll see. I don't we'll know, see. but I... we can record. I have yeah. full capacity to record a full fucking drum set. Wow. Um, yeah, this thing has fucking twenty channels, wow. so I can put ten mics on the drum kit, a couple mics on a piano or keyboards or whatever. Yeah. Dr- guitars, everything. We can literally record a whole fucking band in here. Yeah. So, so we could do it here. We could do it there. Um, I, I figured that the plus of doing yeah. it there for me was I'm at my office every day. You're ready to go, yeah. So now I can just dip in there, you know. I, I could have it dual as my little laptop office area and a little recording studio. Right. And and then, like, if we wanted to sing, like, not not for the public this way, but <laughs> record vocals for a track, you know, it could just be the all-in-one place. Yeah. Yeah, this is kind of my idea here, honestly. Just well, this is nice sit too, and have you know? conversations and drink and smoke our and home. enjoy ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Got a, do you have a bathroom in your uh, warehouse? Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I've been entertaining, installing a shower there. Interesting. I come home from a move job, sweaty, smelly, that yeah. whole thing. And yeah, I can go home, but like when I go home, I'm torn between I want to go kiss and hug my wife, give her a big old hug, and not just like a um, what's the word like a perfunctory like hey, good to see you. No, I right. want to I want to hug and hold for a while but i'm also aware when i don't smell my best <laughs> and so the idea so what i usually do then is i come home i walk right past her i hope she doesn't see me or she doesn't see that i see her seeing me when i walk right past her straight to the shower I throw off the clothes jump in the shower clean up 
cologne perfume <laughs> nice the whole thing and then i'll go right, snuggle right. up next to the wife but if i had a shower at my warehouse i could clean up before going home there you go yeah I, I, it wouldn't be the first time i've seen a warehouse with a shower I'll tell you that really oh yeah yeah i uh many times in in my old job in the job sites, they'll have showers and stuff. I think mostly because of, uh, like, if you got something in your eye or, like, you got some, some, you know, not very great liquid on you or something. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Don't remind me of my garbage man days. The, the, right. Garbage right. juice will ruin your day. You know, like, it's I been bet. raining the night before. People have their dirty, soaking, babies, diarrhea-filled diapers and all sorts oh, of stuff that's in the garbage oh. can. And and usually these garbage cans have been abused, right, for years. Okay. Certain neighborhoods, you know, no one wants to spend another 20, 40, 60 bucks on a garbage can. So you go to pick up a garbage can and there's a hole in the bottom. And just as you're, like, going to sling it and then all of a sudden, like, the oh. sidewall is cracked and it just starts raining on top of disgusting you. fluids. No way. Only God and that homeowner know what it is well, but the, the homeowner probably doesn't know what it is uh, you know it's uh because fuck so that that will ruin your day it ruins my i mean totally sours there's no so what the fuck do you do recovering the from that you, you just, just keep going so sometimes it's it's like sometimes i'll go grab somebody's garbage garbage hose and just like hose my whole clothes doing my best until I'm like psychologically satisfied that it's off me, even though it never really is fully off you. You know, it's like, did I get it you off me or did I just spread it like around? Days. You know? Oh, it's terrible. I mean, oh some of the most potent smells and understand that the olfactory nerves, they are trained to have a memory and to forget. Right. So, you know, it's like you're working in a, in a kitchen and you walk right in when there's, a delicious dessert being baked and you smell the sweet cinnamon rolls. But after working around it every day, you don't even notice the cinnamon sweet smell, right? You're just there at work. Well, as a garbage man, it stinks, but you get immune to the smell. Mm -hmm. um, everyone around me though is not immune to it. So mm -hmm. when I go home in that garbage man outfit, uh, or even if I've changed out of my clothes, like it, it sticks to the skin and then permeates. So, uh, it's only when I take two or three days in a row off work and then go back in you and then to, oh, the, I'm shocked. Like, this is what I work around every day. Damn. So with it being so bad that people are repulsed from what, from my presence as a garbage man when I'm fresh off work, when that's how disgustingly awful the smell is and I'm just accepting it. And then I get the kind of garbage juice that shocks me. Oh, shit, dude. It's that, pretty gnarly. That's pretty gnarly. That yeah. is some scary shit. I loved being a garbage man, and I hated it. Oh. But what I hate the most is that I didn't document it. Like, I didn't... I. You know, I wish I would have had, this is an 05, right? iPhones weren't as common, portable cameras, whatever. I don't know. I mean, I Shit, guess. I don't even think iPhone was there. In 05? Was it not there? Let's see. I, sure. I bought the first generation iPhone in 2009 in Alaska. So you're right. It wasn't there yet. Yeah. I don't even think the Samsung Epic was a slide out query keyboard. I don't think that was a thing in 05. I don't, I don't know. It stops the recording when I go onto the internet. Yeah. Okay. Well, Killer. good to know. Hmm. Weird. Yeah, dude. But if I could go back and be a garbage man just long enough to have you film me and 
the way that we work. Right. Document it. It really is a sight to behold when you've got two people working as hard. Fault, uh, something popped up. Yeah. Maybe I'm just an over-prideful garbage man. Maybe there's nothing glorious about it, and this is what I tell myself <laughs> to, to not feel awful. To like, how funny. But some of these guys had spent years in the penitentiary. Now, this is not an insult to you know people who have been in the penitentiary and become right. garbage men, or those of us who weren't in the penitentiary and yet, and, uh, <laughs> and then became a garbage right. man. Never, uh, never, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, hopefully never, really. Right. Though the free college education and the ability to focus without otherworldly distractions, that might be the only way I ever get a college degree. Right. Might be. Um, wait, 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 wait. Repeat that if, last part. If I were in the penitentiary. Right. That might be the only way I could ever get a college degree. Because you have the time. I would have no other distractions. Right, right, you know? right, right. Eat, sleep, You know college. how funny? I've actually thought about that multiple times. I'm like, I love reading. I love having, like, just sitting around with a book and reading. But I can't fucking focus a lot of the times. Like, sometimes I, I have laser sharp focus. And sometimes I just don't fucking focus for, keep reading the same thing over and over. But... I always thought about it. I was like, if I ever go to jail for a long period of time, I think I'll fucking come out with a fucking degree for sure. Yeah. Become a lawyer or something right. like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're just forced then to like sit down and focus. Like there's nothing else except yeah. you're probably trying to run away from getting butt raped all day there, long. So yeah. we probably think that there's no distractions, but who fucking knows what kind of distractions you know, there thank, is over there. Thank God we don't know. Yeah. yeah we, let's keep it that way. Let's keep it that way. I do have a friend who, who said that, Going to jail, both in Mexico and in the United States, taught him how to be a man. He no longer lives in any type of fear because he's been through the worst. Fuck, yeah. I mean, like, we as Americans picture a U.S. prison where, you know, like, a cable television, whatever. Like, yeah, it would suck, but it's not like the wor the food is awful. You know, maybe a 22 cent a day meal budget or whatever. I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot to complain about, but there's still some basic rights right, preserved. Right. In Mexico, it's quite a bit different. So him having learned how to command respect in a Mexico jail or prison and, you know, gain the respect of his peers and eventually be able to control and influence his environment so that he could tolerate it best. Interesting. That was a growth opportunity that could never have occurred in any other way. And then now he says, fear has no power over me. Like I'm afraid of nothing. And so he's got a thriving business and he's been willing to take action steps that pre-prison, oh, yeah. he just would have been a coward about trying. Now he's like, nothing can get worse than what I've been through. So what if I fail? I wonder if military people feel the same way. I've met a lot of military people that aren't entrepreneurs and some that are. Like, what do you mean? I was just listening to this guy that just he used to be a Navy SEAL. And, you know, like, I think Navy SEALs are, like, one of the top dogs, right? But then he like sealed the that chapter are, of his life? Yeah, yeah, he's he's done with it. And he's an entrepreneur. And, ha, good one. Took me a second there. But um, he, he was just talking about that. He's, like, talking about how it teaches you how to become responsible and, like, punctual and like you know what i mean like it makes you more of like i've seen the fucking worst i've survived the worst nothing of the stress that is like the day-to-day -day is gonna affect me after seeing this crazy shit especially being on crazy missions and stuff do you mind oh yeah please 
don't know. Is it is it okay for you to pour your own? I feel like I need to pour oh, it for know. you. I, you yeah. know? I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really Sheesh, know the etiquette. But I am not sure. Love to serve this for Do you guys know? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, who? Please message the answer. Again, if you guys don't know what this is, this is in, like, wow, it's incredible. Yeah. It is. It cost me almost 100 bucks for this bottle. Dang. Even though it retails for, you know, maybe 29 30 bucks plus tax. Right, in Canada. But, but for what it took to get this from where it came from to New York to Las Vegas... And the people that had to be involved to bring it to me, I actually had to buy more than one, to be honest. You should. I had to buy a handful just to make it worth it to hire the people that would eventually deliver it to me. It's like, do I I use my airline points and fly out to New York and rent a car and drive to this small podunk liquor store in the middle of some town that no one's ever heard of? Right. Uh, or, you know, and so eventually we worked it out. But yes, this here, That's as awesome. Shadi was saying, uh, very rare to come across, at, at least right now, in the United States. Right. And it tastes amazing. Cabot Trail. That's awesome. It comes from Canada. And it, it is... Um, it's starting to hit me. That's <laughs> what it is. Um, Sweetest whiskey I have ever ever had mm-hmm. yeah well, fuck is yeah, i'm thinking i mean think about some apple flavored whiskeys some cinnamon whiskeys you know they're all pretty sweet but this is smooth now what is fireball is it whiskey it's a isn't it a whiskey i don't know who, who knows the answer to that i'm not sure do you guys know mosey ball what, what, what's our guy's name i don't know now i don't think he's or she is there still it's been a while sorry and sorry to everyone else who i didn't acknowledge by name your time will come yeah next time we'll actually have you guys close so we can actually see what you guys are saying would you believe interact with you fireball also is a not just flavored whiskey but canadian whiskey interesting yeah i guess i called it because this reminds me of it but different flavor you know, obviously, because this is, you know, yeah. it's good, though. But it does. I feel like I'm, like, drinking a pancake with maple syrup on it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's maple. It's made out of mm. fucking maple syrup from the tree. Probably mm-hmm. real maple. You can taste the viscosity of the maple. It's just... Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Well, um, I would say this was a good, good first time. Yeah, indeed. It's fun. I mean, I'm not saying, like, let's end it or anything, but... Um, here. Let's make it more romantic. Ooh. Wow. For all you ladies out there, <laughs> this candle's for you. For those of you who aren't in a position to light a candle right now, we raise these flames to you. Exactly. Exactly. Ice, what, what is that? Iced Cran Apple from Bath and Body Works. Yeah. See, we're advertising. Hashtag. So, but, <laughs> hashtag Body Works. Mm. Get away from this and see if I think of Cran Apples. That smells really good. Yeah. I didn't even sense my Did nose you get- hair. It, just, it smelled great. <laughs> it's. It looked like you burned your eyebrows. You know how I, close you got. <laughs> I should have. I. I pictured craisins. You know. I, I. 
I sense the apple and I sense the cranberry. It's they're both interesting. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. They did well. Yeah. I wonder if this is hot. You know, oh, it's not that hot. What, what do you call the engineer of a scent? Are they scientists? Alchemists. Ooh. Yes. I don't know. I think so. Sounds Maybe. reasonable. Right? Yeah. 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 It sounds like it's right. Mm-hmm. Now it's drunk talk time. <laughs> Maybe that, that should be the, the way we do our podcast, <laughs> where the conversation starts with business, and yeah. then it turns into shit, and then as, like shit meaning like fun topics and whatever we, we get into, and then you got the drunk segment, yeah. where it's just, we start talking politics. Oh, well, I'd really like it if we had our stage set up to where after we every 10 or 15 out. minutes, yeah, we just jump on, play a oh, song. Oh, dude, that'll be so much fun. Jump back on here. Fuck yeah. Yeah. We could totally do that. Yeah. And, and then the occasional guest, we got to bring Hot Rod Charlie. Jason Ball, Hot Rod Charlie, is a friend of mine. He's in his 70s, five foot four. He calls himself, a, a, like, not a seal, but maybe it is. He never was. But one of his commanders gave him some kind of a compliment, like, you know, you should be on my team. You know, you should be with the seals. And uh, ever since then, he calls himself right. one. Yeah, but he's got so much pride, right? For his, uh, he was a Marine. And, Marines uh, are fucking badass. This this dude is. He's he's yeah. tough, and oh, I, uh, I love the guy. Like such an inspiration to me. For all of the faults and flaws, and he drives so many people around him crazy because he's he's drunk all the time. I hmm. test him at eleven a.m. Point four zero blood alcohol. Eleven p.m. Same thing. Doesn't matter when. He is always like five times. How do you test him? I went to Costco, bought a little tester, breather. Oh, you have there is there have that all the time. What? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Costco doesn't all the time have it, but right, right. They are available like for, to the common man. Interesting. I didn't know that. They're anywhere. Va- like the the va- what is uh, what are they called? Yeah, just a little uh, breathalyzer breathalyzer tester uh, thing. You know, little device, twenty bucks, thirty bucks, whatever. Yeah. So, so Charlie though, uh, he taught me how to sing. Like he just had this ability to give me the confidence and comfort to be at ease with my voice. Interesting. Cause I don't know if you remember when you first started learning to sing, did you ever feel so because we're musicians, right? We've got a great ear. Mm-hmm. We know what something's supposed to sound oh, like. Yeah. We know what it sounds like in our head and we can hear when it's not there. Oh, yeah. So there's this constant self deprecating criticism going on, which is a distraction to the real need to just, be in the moment and, and express your spirit. Ex- find that feeling within and oh, sing yeah. until that feeling comes out. That can't happen while you're being self-deprecating and critical. Well, Charlie's gift to me was to eliminate all of that noise and just let me sing. Interesting. Yeah. So and you were able to do it. Yeah, I was able to do in it. In front of people or just like... I, 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 was, I never tried in front of people. It was always just me and Charlie go to his house and just for hours at a time, we'd sing tears for fears and random songs. That's awesome. Yeah. Good time. But he is also a composer. Nice. And, uh, plays a little guitar, love his songs and our audience will too. That's awesome. Hell yeah. We'll definitely have him at some point soon. Where does he live? Close by? He lives just behind Las Vegas Boulevard. And, uh, he lives, uh, where does he live? Just downtown Vegas. Nice. I think downtown Vegas. Yeah. So, uh, shit, what, what, uh, 
What what was uh, your friend's situation? You said she had uh, a surgery. Yes, I I don't know. Should we be talking about that? You know, as that long as we don't say any identifying remarks. Yeah. What what happened? She removed yeah. her, her uterus. Her, her her name is Patricia. S. You say all her, like her last name and everything. No, that, yeah, 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 that is pretty obvious. Her name is P. Smith. Too late now. Well, it's, it's not like we're recorded. broadcasting for real. I mean, well, we are going to put this on Spotify, so. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, Patricia Smith was uh, telling me before I came here how she had just gotten a hysterectomy. Mm. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, it sounds like a really heartbreaking thing, but she's, and and it should be because she's fairly young. You know, she's our age. Oh, shit. Yeah. But uh, she's so grateful because her energy for years had just been declining and she couldn't figure out why. That's crazy. Somehow it got tied to this problem going on. And once she got it all removed, like she is 100%. She feels better. Yeah, feels so good. But, uh, but yeah, so I, uh, mentioned earlier that i picked up some dog food and uh, delivered it and even though she's only two weeks post-surgery i i poured just a tiny little sip of this nice and uh, she liked it oh yeah good yeah yeah you you know some interesting characters around the valley man you know a lot of people you've been here for a long time that's born, that's born and raised born and raised here but, huh? but you too i mean i know you meet you've mm. Everyone you've introduced my you, me to has been from out of town, come to think of it. Right. But as a business owner, you no doubt meet locals. I do know a bunch of people now in town, but in general, my f- who I call friends are usually from out of town. I mean, other than you and, you know, now uh, uh, Alan is here in town now. Is this you yours? Know, so. No, that's yours. This is mine. Okay. I just moved it because it was you were showing the... Yeah. The bottle and it was right in the, in the middle, mm. but um, yeah, I, dude, people can be crazy. Yeah, in what, today's world, what, what brought that to mind? The fucking alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I am feeling that shit right now. Well, I, I need to be a little more on your I'm level. Feel, yeah, chug that thing. Holy shit. I like got twisted all of a sudden. Wow. Yeah. That mm. thing is too fucking good that you start to sip way too I over. Mean, look at this. Like this you pass cool. through. Yeah. 750 millimeters. You should- milliliters. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See, this I is, guess I am on your level. This is exactly. That, that didn't take much time at all. <laughs> <laughs> milliliters to millimeters. <laughs> it's like, look, it's fucking milliliters. Um Oh, shit. <laughs> Dude, I'm happy to see you like yeah, this. Oh, man. You remind me of us. your wedding day. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, the wedding day or the... The, the wedding celebration. The, the, the bachelor party. Bachelor party. Oh, Dude, that, that, was, that was the shit. Dude, there will never be another day like that. Man, seriously, that was so much fun. Yeah. It was... <laughs> In spite of the turn that it took. Yeah. Even yeah. just focusing on the first half of the night, it was pure. It was just... Everything yes. you wanted to create, I experienced. Man, and and I tried up until that point. For those of you that are watching, you know, if you are watching, the we did a bachelor party back in September before I got married to my wife right now, and he was one of my groomsmen, 
and we i decided hey i how long the have you been pretty- grooming me for that position what the groom oh <laughs> groomsman he also owns a grooming business so oh. the jokes <laughs> you know for it. the <laughs> Did um, did own a grooming business. Okay. That was a short-lived Short. uh, endeavor. Endeavor, yeah. So, I was trying to get it to be like I I didn't want to go crazy partying or any of that. I've been with my wife for like five six years now, so you know I didn't want to go out and do crazy stuff with women or anything like that. And I knew if we get to get all the guys together it's gonna get crazy and so i i was making sure that that doesn't happen so i was like hey let's just get a nice hotel room at the gw marriott here in freaking vegas such a stellar stellar hotel beautiful property and just get four or five of my best friends have some drinks and cigars enjoy our night just be ourselves you know catch up everybody's been so damn busy anyway we nobody sees anyone anyway anymore and i had a couple friends coming from out of town so i was like hey perfect let's do it so we started it and it was fucking amazing i mean i wanted it to be all day you know and goes through the night but it it was just beautiful we were just kids again you know like it was so out on the balcony bonding uh good guy talk whatever just hanging out right know each other telling fun stories old stories like just it it was great until one of the guys hijacked it eventually he 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 had the best of intentions yes yes drugs (laughs) his his narrow view was that a bachelor tardy a bachelor party. <laughs> a bachelor party. That's, party. That's the... Yeah, it is. <laughs> Bacardi. Yeah. <laughs> party Bacardi. That's what party Bacardi. Yeah, that it, uh, you know, it, it must involve women and, you know, messing with you in your premarital life. Like, we had right, to... Right, And he couldn't let that go. But I don't honestly think that that was what it is. I think he it? wanted somebody oh. bad. Because if you remember, like, him and Chris ended up like are the ones that were pushing like no yeah. let's go to the club let's go to the club I'm like i don't want to go to the fucking club we can go to club anytime i right. could have said let's go to the club so ordinary i don't want to go to the club who live here exactly it's like I, like what did you not understand from me saying for days before that hey i want to get together with my favorite people in one place under one roof hang out and chill the fuck out and the property had restaurants had swimming pool had everything we could have done everything in there we didn't even have to leave for food there's food there anyway i don't know if there's any of this shit is interesting to any of you out there and for no. any of you thinking of doing your bachelor party this is just our experience right and every everybody's different and every relationship is different we had entertained renting a boat on lake mead and oh, maybe yes. two, three days, uh, jump in, dip in the water, you know, just whatever. But it was a bit cost prohibitive yeah. in, in terms of our financial uh, prerogatives at that time. Yeah, absolutely. And we decided, well, hey, why not keep a simple rent a room? Yeah, I've, I've always wanted to stay on a houseboat. I don't know if any of you guys have stayed uh, on a houseboat. But it's just, it sounds so fucking awesome. You know, kind of like van life, but this is more like boat life, whatever. But it, it just, I wanted to wake up can, can in the morning. Can we cue the song, I'm on a boat, motherfucker? You know the... 
What? Lonely? Who, oh, who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're It's a rap song, right? Is that the one? I don't even remember the music. I just remember like some dudes on a boat with flippy floppies. And it's like a Saturday Night Live people come to mind. I, I have no idea. Yeah. I think it's the alcohol and his age I, talking. I, I really wanted to cue it. <laughs> I know it's a little bit of a curveball here, but we're... Do you mind if I play it? Oh, go for it, man. I'm going to find this. This is kind of the point of these it's, it's things. It's got a curse word We don't know it. where it's going or where it's coming from or any of that. All right. We'll come up with the name here. The Lonely Island. The, it's not the Island Boys, is it? No. You know what I'm talking about? No. The Island Boys? No. I'm an island boy. Ding, 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 ding. Do you recognize any of these guys? Oh yeah. Now, who should I take? Yeah, I know, I know him. Yeah. Keith. Yes. <laughs> and T-Pain. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I know what what this is. Right, yeah. right. You haven't I heard haven't their other seen songs. This one, but I have heard the other songs. Yeah. The one, the cake. The, the cake. birthday. I'm Happy not birthday to the ground. Really? Uh, Have you heard the one like? Oh, what was it? Like I just had sex. I just had sex and it felt so good. And it's like oh. it felt so good when I did it with my, with my. And then he names the melon out of me. I don't know right, if that's right. allowed on TikTok. I'm not sure. Anyway, it's it's just but obnoxious, I, silly. Lyrics, dude, and I it's think fun. The same guys. Did you see the one with the Matrix? No. Oh, we got it. We got to play that shit. Hmm. I got to play you that stuff. It, it was funny. It yeah. was a while back now. Maybe for our third episode. The next one will focus on like these microphones being linked to that and yeah, reading yeah, the yeah. questions. The next one will have a bunch of things going live. But then the third one will have it set up to where we can cue the music and it's got good quali- sound quality. Like right. Yeah. What do you think if we actually did some? that were live broadcasts and some that were just recorded and us video maybe but uh, well like i guess us. one is a video blog and the other is a live stream right well let's do both yeah. i mean we could film both of them right. but i feel like if we had live audience we are like distracted by it's just a like different we're trying dynamic. To cater, yeah. yeah cater play to the and camera not, yeah you know what i mean yeah. just, it's just the way i feel i don't know hmm so you liked it a little bit more? No, 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 I like it either way. I like I like both. I just I'm I'm now I feel like I'm under like performance constraints. Anxiety. Yeah, not even anxiety. I I don't I I don't have anxiety anymore. Fucking performing anymore. Right. After touring so many times, you're like. I no, don't know what, I, what I do like about the live stream uh, or the idea of it is. Real-time questions and answers. Right. We get to actually brainstorm together and try to, you know, solve somebody's problem. Right. Uh, I mean, again, I don't want to be so pompous as to think that we'll have something so valuable to say that they couldn't find on Wikipedia, but it would be fun. The interactive part of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I, I we need to have that close by so we can read and actually interact with them. Yeah. That's kind of what we did... Last time, when Alan was when we went live with Alan, hmm. we were like back and forth with the people. So it was like, wow. 
it was more interactive and mm. stuff. Uh, but either way, either way. But but speaking of aliens. Oh yeah, we were on that. By the topic. way, uh, and don't hey, are you good on time? Yeah. Are, are you you're not in a hurry oh, yeah, or anything look, like that? At this point, I'm already pa- the meter of pissing my oh, wife shit, off like has already o'clock. ticked to the red line. So Damn. there's. <laughs> I might as well just not come home for a week. I oh, mean, shit. it's all the same at this point. That bad? Well, I am trying to be a little bit of a comedian, but yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, for for those of you who can't see the time here at the studio, it is past midnight. So, yeah, the the shoe is uh, going to strike the bump. Oh, you know my, uh, my Instagram or... or I forget which username it is, Instagram or uh, TikTok, but it's slash Studio Tristan. Ah, interesting. Yeah, it wasn't taken. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so what was I saying? I was saying something about... Uh, uh, aliens. Sorry, like, aliens. Yeah, so aliens, about yeah. aliens. Do tell. The... So you've heard about all the, the, the crazy buzz about that the, the Pentagon or whoever in the government released information about it now and all that mm-hmm. stuff, that there's, there's some stuff and whatever. They're going to release more information soon. Well, well I've heard that about uh, unidentified flying objects or what is more commonly called as... A-tip. Uh, yeah, there's or different A-tip. names, right, I forget, right. you know. So, but not necessarily aliens. I haven't heard anything from government channels acknowledging intelligent life. Right. Uh, yeah. So, so the way they framed it is that there are vehicles that seem to be not of this world. Really? This is an actual release from, from official channels. Wow. Uh, like a flying pyramid or something? Uh, yeah, like the vehicles from things that we don't have technology for at all hmm. at all and no country in the world does maybe russia mm, they uh, f- highly unlikely and i think it goes back to the command commander Fre- freighter commander freighter frager hmm. so there's a podcast with joe rogan where he he talks to commander frager uh about this and they talk about the tic tac have you heard about the tic tac no. no where they flew out to... They were in San Diego. Hmm. Heard of it. Right. <laughs> I'm sure, since you go to Tijuana so many times. <laughs> but So, he's uh, Commander Fravor. Fravor. I need to get his name right. Like, honestly, for, for like... I'm already starting to realize for, like, when you're recording and doing podcasts, you're going to have to get some shit right. Otherwise, you're going to sound like a fucking idiot. Lose credibility? Because I'm, yeah, I'm, like, already probably sounding like a dumbass. I don't know, it could, it could have the way. opposite effect. When someone on the other side is like, I know more than them, they'll keep watching so that they can feel special that they know more May, than you. Well, I hope so. Or they're going to be like, oh, who are these fucking idiots? Move on, you know? Pro- probably that one, but I don't know. I'm we'll just, see. We'll I'm find just trying out. to think. We'll if I were out. on the other side, I'd be like, I know more than that guy. I guess we'll find I, out. I look for mundane ways to make myself feel special. <laughs> there you go. That's whatever Whatever helps. Anyway, back to with the aliens, Tic Tacs. So Commander Frager, him and his platoon, whatever, two or three aircrafts, uh, were flying around and... Control tells them, hey, there's there's this thing we want you to check out. Go to these coordinates. 
So they go there and they look down. They're at like 20,000 feet, I think, or something like that. They look down and they see a an object hovering on top of the water and like moving very, very, in a very weird way. And it seems to be doing something to the water or like doing something to something under the water. Like the water was breaking, basically, like the white stuff. So Commander said, hey, I'm going to go down there and check it out. Like, I'm going to get closer look at this thing. So his guys stay up at like 20,000 feet. He, he starts heading down. And as he starts to head down, he starts to describe it. And it was basically, he's like, it's shaped like a tic-tac. And it's hover, like moving back and forth really, really fast. And then when it detects him, it turns and it flies at him. And then moves away from him, of course, and then disappears. And he's like, where did it go? And the aircraft that were like at 20,000 feet, they're like, it's gone. And he's like, you don't understand what that means for an aircraft that's at 20,000 feet. Because they can see for a very, very long place. You know, like the distance that they can see is huge. So for it to disappear, that means the, the speed it went is is astronomical. Anyway, so this is one of like the most legit encounters because of the person and his credibility you got to watch this this podcast this Mm. guy's incredible anyway so it gets crazier so then tower tells them hey we've been seeing these objects for weeks and these objects come from sixty thousand feet to 500 feet within second what like it goes and it hovers on top of the water for a long time and then it just goes back up so i mean do they estimate speeds they can't even begin to estimate speeds because Because it's so fast it is insane it's astronomically fucking fast like so get this check there's video of this so this is not just like talk there's actual video of of air f-18s or f-22s or whatever it is tracking these objects and like filming them and trying to be and you could see it on the radar where the object just takes off off of the radar and it was actively blocking their radar at one point but get this so it disappears so commander freighter is like okay i I don't know where where it went you know whatever so they circle back they're about to go back to their thing to go to do their training that object appears at their rendezvous within a second of where they left, where it left them, way before they get there. What? They don't know how it anticipated where they're going to be or how they found that information or what it did. Teleporting or something. Something. So, and apparently it wasn't the only time they've seen this. Like, there's other aircrafts that went out there and actually watched it happen. But it's interesting. Fascinating. And a lot of people, some some descriptions of it said that that Tic Tac wasn't moving it was it had a gravitational bubble that it was Mm. in and it would appear like you are looking at it and it looks like it's moving but it's because it's bending gravity Mm. it just looks like it's doing something strange wow Mm. you know how water bends light right right put a straw in water and then like it it looks like it's at a different exactly angle to the part of the straw outside of the water Right, right? right but like, is it possible that we are beings of light? You know, there's lots of statements in all sorts of religious contexts. J- Jesus, uh, 
I'm not professing any kind of Christianity or or not professing it, but you are the light of the world. Well, animals they manufacture light, don't they? Like their eyes in the deep dark of the night. There's even you can see their little eyeballs right. in the night. Right. right. I don't so, know if they manufacture it. Maybe they're just as much as it. reflecting. Maybe it's reflecting the the some type of infrared or something. But yeah, I, I know what you mean. Okay. Yeah. So uh, so I guess if water bends light and we are light and we drink water and then that alters our appearance, maybe that's part of the aging process. Bam. Wait, say that again. Say say that last part again. I think you need to drink more alcohol to justify yeah, the ludicrous like, nature wait. of all this. Well, water bends <laughs> like, light. I lost I mean, you for a second. When we okay. eat, when we drink, when we do anything, you know, we're mm-hmm. like that's what catalyzes some aspect of the aging process, maybe. Mm. Drunken stupor. So the guy from Harvard said, "Already to start reversing aging, eat less." Really? Yeah. There you go said eat less which is a problem because i think the joy of life is eating <laughs> for real i mean if you talk to anthony burdain he'll tell you that fucking food he didn't give a shit he's like i'm eating have you heard some rest of these... in peace by the way yeah really god god rest his soul yeah have you heard some of these tales about uh, people in parts of china that live off goji berries and live anywhere from 200 years to 500 years old. What? Yeah, you've never heard any of this. No, I've it's heard there. that some Asian countries live a lot longer than, than a lot of countries, but not 500. Yeah, these are like tales of shocking. Like, you you have to categorically... Did you dis- say 500? Yes, 200 to 500 oh years. Oh, my God. Now, they're all, it's like folklore, though. Cause right. It, there's people that are testifying to it. Like, I knew the man... But there's, and they'll allege like scientific journals interviewed this person, but like there's not a worldwide audience of people that right. will will say that that's true. I mean, I've I've seen I think people. What is it? The oldest man or woman? Was it seventeen? Hundred thirteen? Maybe more. I think there was like closer to hundred and thirty. Mm. Wow. Well. You going to sleep? Were you waiting for us? Good night. Okay. I know. I, I, I'm surprised, actually, because it's like 1230. I just realized. <laughs> well, love Good you. Good night. Um, yeah. So don't eat as much. You yeah, he said water. don't eat as much. Yeah. Uh but I don't know, man. That guy seems like he's full of shit, to be honest with you. That Harvard guy? Yeah. I mean, we know that uh, fasting is really good for you. Yeah. Like we know fasting is good for, for sure. you. Yeah. I never fasted, though. I need to fast. You've never tried it? No. Not for... Have you I've ever done intermittent 24 fasting. hours? No food and water for 24 hours? No. Never. What about no food for 24 hours? No. Deliberately. Never? No. I don't think so. Hmm. Have you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For two months, I fasted once a week, 24 hours, no food, no water. Interesting. And uh, it was great. 
like I would start Saturday, maybe lunchtime and then break it Sunday lunchtime. And I loved it. Like the, that I'll call it depriving, even though really it's, it's not because it's not like our body needs food or water as much as we've conditioned it to be used to it. So then to shock it and take it out of that is a surprise. And the body's like, what the heck are you doing? You know, so you might feel a sense of a hunger pang or thirsty. Right. But, but really, I mean, our, we could just as easily condition us ourselves to fasting every other day or drinking little water or, you know, right. Whatever it be. Uh, anyway, being thirsty and being hungry heightens the senses. So now the smell of anything uh, and, and when I go on fast like three days or longer, I appreciate the smell of everything. It's so much more potent. I bet. Just Yeah. So uh, after I fasted for several days, like beyond three days of food, it's uh, really over, overwhelmingly awesome because the hunger goes entirely away. Hmm. And, and there's like, an appreciation for the smell of everything. Like, Oh, I love the smell of that food. Like you can smell every individual spice that a chef puts on a dish. Interesting. Uh, Only it, for like a, a limited amount of time after you've broken your fast or like, no, no, I'm not saying once you break the fast, the spell is broken. All right, all right. Yeah. But while you're fasting, you smell so much richer. Um, and it, for me, I don't know what it's like for other people. I haven't talked to really other people that have fasted for three days or more. Uh, but every time I do it, I'm just really impressed with the body's capabilities. Like I, I have the sense that I could go 20 or 30 days that way. Right. But what usually happens is I, I'm not hungry for food, but I have the desire for it. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm thinking, well, why am I fasting? Well, because I want to, you know, I want to give myself a reset, stop eating junk food, refined white flowers, da da da. So then I started thinking, well, I don't need to fast. I just need to eat right. And so then right. I started thinking, well, you know, I could eat a salad with no dressing. Uh, and then I'm starting to justify, like, rationalize this, uh, this desire of mine to eat, which is a psychologically driven one, not a hunger driven one. Right. It's just that's what I'm used to doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's pleasure. Yeah. I think there there are religions that that say that that's, I mean I guess that's what gluttony is in a way when you start to eat over what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are religions that say that even cooking food and making it taste good is bad. Wow. I mean I don't know if you, you want to go that fucking far, but mm. uh, but that's kind of I think that's where it comes from. Is that the reason is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't talk back. There you go. Um, that might be one of the reasons, you know, that it's, I don't know, man. There's too much, fun. it gets complicated with this kind of crap. Hmm. If you want to become extreme, you can go extreme so easily. And you start to think, well, all the shit. I mean, in Islam, some people believe you're not supposed to even play cards. Like, cards are bad. I, I just threw a deck of cards away today. They were so cute. Like, it, they were so playful on 
the non-face card side. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to give these to my wife because there were like these, just think Disney characters, but it wasn't Disney, but there, it was just adorable. Right. But that religious upbringing I had, I was like, no, but cards are evil. My wife is pregnant. We're about to have a kid. There's all this weird stuff associated with it, like that I've been taught growing up. Really? Demo- demonic, spiritual, whatever. What? Yeah. So I just, I was like, well, I'm sure it's all bogus, but they're just cards. But I'm thinking about my kid and I threw them away. Yeah, that is the power of religious conditioning. And maybe they're right. But that's, that's the thing. Like sometimes you wonder, like, what, what if there is something to that? But what if there isn't? It's more likely that there isn't, but. At the same time, sometimes I feel like maybe there is. It's like Ouija boards, right? There's all right, this, right, like, right. oh, there's well, so that's, that's a little different. But then it's also like, no, you're just... That's specific. There's just a desire for two people to like, you know, and one of them is always going to be the one to like... I don't push know. A little there's more. some weird shit with that, though. Yeah. I've heard from credible sources that they've had experiences with this shit that scared the fuck out of them. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, we... As teenagers, we snuck into this abandoned house, went into their garage. There's no power. It's it's dark outside and dark inside. So we had to light a candle, and there we are in the dark. It's me, right. my high, my junior high school best friend, and the girl that we brought along, and we're we're like doing the Ouija board thing just because it was taboo. We're not right. supposed to do it. And I don't know. On one hand, like just the feeling that. We're not supposed to do it. Right. It was scary being there in the first place. Oh, like, yeah. I could have said, oh, it's because Ouija boards are bad. But Fuck also, yeah. we're like in an abandoned house and it's we're te- not even teenagers yet. And, you know, but uh, I, I kept feeling like my my best friend at the time was Moving steering it. it. Mm. Yeah. And he kept swearing that he wasn't. But I'm like, I know he's just trying to create this experience because we want an experience out of it. Right. If we didn't, we wouldn't be there. Right. And so he was just trying to make it real. Maybe so. And kind of like you said, maybe not. Well, the thing is, it goes back to our conversation last time. Remember when Rami was here and stuff? You wonder if like things are just the way... You know... I'm pretty buzzed. Shout out to Rami. Shout out to Rami. Yeah. Yeah. That was good times. Good times. Buddy. Great times. But the conversation, uh, Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson puts it in a very good way, a very interesting way. He talks about how all these stories from the past, religious stories, might actually have some kind, like it transcends some truth that was there before we were necessarily conscious, for example, Hmm. right? And it was transferred by our DNA through generations. And those stories are like they're archetypes of realities, of things that are real Hmm. and they're embodied in these stories, right? Um, And they have parallels to, to... our lived experience, hmm. you know, even like, well, that's why there's a value to every scripture that exists, right? The Quran, the book of Mormon, the Christian right. Bible, the, you know, and depth, everything depth yeah. to those stories. Like, because like you said, in those myths, there is truth, right? 
But see, but that, but that indicates something. That indicates that there is truth. That indicates that, un, regardless if if this is the right story or it happened or not, or if it's this religion or this religion, they're still pointing to something that is true. Yeah. And that is unmovable. Mm. So it transcends time. It transcends. So there are things that are um, relative, yeah. right? There's relative truth. Well, I wouldn't say relative truth. I would say relative uh, right and wrong, let's say, right? Like there's yeah. relatives in that sense. But there is no relative truth. The truth is only one. And we could only... Uh, it's hard. I don't, I don't even know what I'm actually trying to say being this fucking buzzed, but mm-hmm. I'm going to have another sip, yeah, actually, yeah, if yeah, you don't please, mind. Yeah, Here, let me pour it for you. You oh, say one. Yes, yes. Yeah, no, I want to touch Not much, on... just a little bit, like okay, tiny. Just, just, a, just a tiny bit. Perfect. Okay. When, when I refer to the myth of Jesus or the myth of Scripture or whatever, I don't mean it in the traditional use of the word, which would imply... Uh, a fictitious right, right, story. Right. Myth does not necessarily mean fictional. A, a myth is a moral, a, a story that story. has a moral teaching, and it can be a true story, mm-hmm. but it's mythicized right. in the sense Mythalized, that it's... Yeah, mythicized, yeah. Whatever it be, um, I, I, I'm kind of compelled to look up how myth is defined because I Interesting. I want to confirm my understanding that it does not necessarily mean fictitious. Yeah. Our reality is strange, man. It really is strange in so many ways. Okay. Myth, a traditional story doesn't mean fictitious yet, especially one concerning the early history of a people or explaining some natural or social phenomenon and typically involving supernatural beings or events. Uh, it's only the secondary definition that touches upon the widely held one. Mm-hmm. A widely held but false belief or idea. And that's secondary to the first, which all of those things could be true. Supernatural doesn't mean super false. It's just right. a label we put on an event that we don't know how to interpret within right. our understanding of things as they are. Um, beings or events, uh, social phenomenon, natural phenomenon, you know, lightning strikes, that's a natural phenomenon. It, right. It's not fake. So, yeah, the myth. Right. Yeah. It's a different way of saying it. It's a story that we can't necessarily deem to be true or not, but that could technically stem from places of value. Yeah, yeah. It's more of... The fact that it's stemming from a place of value or, or a teaching or a history uh, and it, not even examining the question, is this true or false? It's irrelevant. And that's the point of me calling it a myth. It's irrelevant, right? right. If we could argue uh, that Jesus walked the earth or that he didn't uh, or that Mohammed this or, or not, the, that the prophet this or the prophet that. All day long, we could try to prove and never be able to, and one could think that they have proved, and one could say they haven't. Right. So, again, the point of calling it a myth is to say, let's set all that aside and not examine the historicity, the historical value, right. the fact value, and then try just to talk see about what it's what is actually the trying here? to tell us. Yes. What is the takeaway? Yeah. 
I agree. Yeah. I agree. Have I beaten that point to death? No, no, that's perfect. That's uh, dude. I'm. When it comes down to beating the horse, <laughs> I beat the fuck out of the horse. <laughs> According to my wife, I beat the horse a million times a day. Yeah. But. No, here, here's something I invite you to do. Whenever you uh, find yourself saying a traditional phrase, an idiomatic expression like, don't beat a dead horse, uh, attempt to add a few more words, whatever they be, from you, and see what you can come up with that makes sense. So, beating a dead horse. Recently, I told someone, I was like, look, uh, no sense beating a dead horse. No matter how many times we kick it, it's not going to come back from the dead. No matter how many times we kick it, right. it's, it's, you know. So it just, by adding that, it made the listener think for a second and kind of like, right, like stop wait, them in what? the tracks and thinking, yeah. That's, that's not, yeah. Because usually when we hear an, an expression that we've heard so many times, uh, we almost turn our consciousness off, our brain off, like, Right. Because we don't want to waste time with something that we already know. Yeah. Like you got the point. You got yeah. the idea. Right, right. Yeah. But then to take someone out of that dismissive right. response that is autonomic and then make them think again, it's just fun. How funny. Now, with your wife, given that she uh, speaks a different language and stuff, do you have deep conversations do you ever sit down and have an intellectual exchanges or i i strive to but i get tired i i love a deep conversation banter uh, but it takes a native command of a language to be able to delve in that deeply right and even though i feel like we can achieve an understanding it takes so much work. And then when her responses are predictable to me, she might be responding to social conditioning that most, most of us have been subject to me. I feel like having been homeschooled, uh, with some public school experience, I've seen and observed common perspectives, but then I've also developed some very unique ones that, Aren't, it's like for me to um, defend my position to a native English speaker is easy right? or rather not so entirely difficult right? right. because I own this language. I know it. Sure. And, and I have enough so, uh, common experience with another uh, North American individual that I can draw upon uh, relatable experiences so that I can st- steer somebody's sight to see things exactly as I do. And really the goal is to not be able to disagree with me. Right. Um, that's not the goal yeah. from the sense of me wanting to be right, but I know what you mean. So that one can see my perspective. But when I'm talking to her in Spanish and I don't have the Latin American culture understand, you know, it's just, uh, it, it becomes a frustrating so you, do you, do you not engage or you, like you, do you avoid it or do you find yourself sometimes getting I'm, into it? I would say I'm but avoiding just... when it comes to that mm-hmm. because uh, because when I try to um, when I do try to engage, I just find that I'm frustrated and that she's frustrated. Mm. She thinks that I'm an idiot 
And I think that she is with respect to that. Like, right. I know she's a very smart person. I know that I can see my point of view and I know why she has her point of view, which makes me feel like I'm coming from a more reasonable position right. because I can comprehend how she came to that belief system. But I also feel like she has almost no ability or desire to sympathize or empathize with my position to become curious enough about it right to like ask me and like really desiring to understand like well why tristan like why do you think that way well why do you feel that way and then i could answer and and she could either have an immediate inclination to then shoot that down or to even engage further mm-hmm. and you know explore the depth and and until she has such an intimate knowledge of why I Your am process. as I right. am and why I believe. And then at that point, if she were really trying to persuade me to her perspective, she would then be equipped, having validated everything that I think and feel and why, to then, almost like a child, talk to me in such a uh, you know basic way that she might be able to persuade me to a different point of view. Right. right. But she never has the patience to do that. And... I don't have the ability to do that or, or else maybe I just also find myself equally frustrated. Right. So it's easier to just give up, not try, you know, or after, after so many times of the same result where we're just frustrated with each other, I just don't want to go there. Right. Yeah. It's tough. I mean, relationships are hard in general, so I can only imagine because even me and my wife who speak we both speak English fairly well from my, you know, my side. <laughs> She's native. I'm not. You don't consider yourself native proficiency? Native proficiency? Uh, I guess I, yeah, I, I, I could be. Yeah, I could be. Because honestly, sometimes I correct her grammar and her, you know, some some uses of certain words, but but I never consider myself like I'm a hundred percent, you know. But but you but, think, but I could totally like have a hold my own in a conversation for sure. Your no private thought processes in English. I don't know. Probably, I would say it's hard to know at this at this stage. So it'd be like, very I've been easy here for so long for you to just jump into Arabic, like you feel yeah. more comfortable in Arabic than English. No, that that's the thing. So now. So for me, mo- changing modes, changing languages is like when I'm with my family, for example, when I see Nancy and, and my mom and dad and stuff, we, we communicate regardless of the language. It's communication. So wherever the word may fall, if I don't know the word in English, it goes into Arabic. If I don't know the word in Arabic, it goes into English. And I don't consciously do that. Okay. So it's not like I stopped thinking in English for a second so I can figure out what it is in Arabic mm-hmm. so I can move on. You know, it's communication. It's Got just, it. it's going, it's going, it's going, it's going. Beautiful. You've got now, more words to express yourself. Right, exactly. Now, if I'm speaking to my aunt in Syria and I'm on FaceTime and I'm speaking only Arabic because she doesn't understand much English, I get stuck because I don't remember Arabic 100 percent like i used to Mm -hmm. so sometimes i find myself saying things in english and my mom will point it out be like speak it in arabic i'm like oh what did i just say 
because I don't realize I switched, mm. you know? So it's hard to say, you know, when, if I think in English or I think in Arabic, I just mm. think, I don't know what fucking okay. language I'm thinking on. Um, I'm going to try to think about, I, I think mostly I think in English though, yeah. because usually when I get in my car and I start to about to get drive in, if I'm not having the greatest, like if I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, I definitely am like thinking all these like fucking this, fuck people, fuck that, fuck this, you know, like I'm thinking, so I'm pretty sure I'm thinking in English here because I'm like making all these scenarios of what happens and, you know, or, wow. you know, yeah, it's, it's, maybe it's a little inappropriate for if there's anybody listening. So but I'd like to interject. Tell me. Uh, you know how I commented common phrases, right? Right. You said, I wo- if I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, this is where right. I would like to throw in something extra <laughs> just to surprise someone. Like, yeah, and it was my uncle's side of the bed, so I don't want to do that again. Right. <laughs> you know, just a little shocker. Right. Someone like, actually, what? It makes someone pay attention. Right. Um, whatever. It, it yeah. doesn't have to be so vulgar, but still. Right, right. Just want to make sure that you understand so that you can try it the next time. So the next time it, I hear It's you, interesting. I, I yeah. do do that, though. Do I actually do that with certain things. I can't think of it off the top of my head right now, but I, I'm very sarcastic person in general. So, like, sometimes I would say something that... I, like, for example, uh, does the shit bear in the woods? Does the shit bear in the woods? <laughs> so like, almost like a spoonerism you're sw- swapping right. around the words because people will be like wait what like i know this but, but this is weird right yeah. it's like because it's does the does the bear shit in the woods yeah it's like it's obvious like you know do you want to go eat something does the bear shit in the woods but instead <laughs> it's like does the shit bear in the woods and it was like Excellent. what the fuck okay so i guess that's kind of like on the same yeah it's on the same, same concept thing. i don't add i just make it fucking retarded where yeah. people are like Wait, what? But it achieved the goal of what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> fucking pay attention. <laughs> but yeah, this is awesome, man. Well, I would say this was uh, a success. Because all we wanted to do was have fun. Absolutely. Right? Absolute yeah. total success. Technically, in terms of technical, we've gotten recordings. We've gone live. We filmed, but that... There was some technical difficulties there. So it's there. not filming right now. No, right. it stopped a while back. Because so is this recorded, our TikTok? No, this is... It's I, only live? It's expired forever? I believe forever? this is... Yeah. Uh, this is live. I think we can see the comments and stuff, but... Really? The recording is there forever. Which record? The audio, audio recording. Yeah. Okay, that's audio, good. Audio is good. Right. We got a good, like, hour, hour and a half of video. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I'd figure out how to make it a lot longer for next time. Yeah. Um, and, but technically, like in terms of equipment, these worked fine. Mics yeah. worked great. Lighting, you know, not Lighting so bad. looks fine. Um, but before we stop, I'm going to set up my camera again. We're going to take a shot with us saying something like. Sure. A picture. So like a good thing. Uh, and then. You know, I, I got to say, cause uh, my dad will listen to this. Ooh. That's why I was asking if it's recorded because awesome. you know, he's up there in his room. He's in his mid to late sixties, right. got some dis- physical disabilities and challenges. And, uh, he takes a, a strong interest in his children's lives. Oh, that's awesome. But 
what do we do as children like most of us do yeah we ignore the older exactly yeah. my heart breaks every day for the fact that i you know think about my dad up there well, and well there i, I wish he was here but yeah, yeah like the fact i'll get to listen to this i feel like there's meaning and purpose if nothing else if dad is in my audience i'm i did something good today that's awesome man well shout out to your dad yeah, and, hi, and dad. thank him well i guess i'm thanking him now because i if he listens to this then he'll hear this uh Thank him for leaving us a good review the other day. Oh two, yeah, two days ago I think Frost it was. And it was. Yeah, you got he, that. he went on there, and yeah, I, I saw it right away. I was like, oh, how funny! That's cool. It was the day we met, and like he went back. Yeah, I, yeah. But I saw that. I, I knew who he was right away. I was like, oh, there you go. <laughs> Did he have dead. a picture next to his review? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, his last name, and okay, I could, I could totally. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one awesome. Of, one of the best people. Yeah, yeah. I'm he's, sure he's you feel a, that way about I've, I've met dad. him a couple times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All yeah, right, man. Parents are great, but yeah. um, but this is good. We've done three hours. Okay. Wow. Way yeah. to go. Three, two, two three hours, recorded hours. Two hours and fifty-five minutes, including the pizza, or not including the pizza. We're not including the pizza. So recorded, we did recorded. Wow. It was it was a, so here's what I'll do. I'll stop the live and then we'll take a picture and then we can continue a little bit if you want. I, sure. I don't mind but just yeah, 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 yeah picture. Me.